Hey, Street Fighters. It's time to take the calls. It's Sunday night. It's time for a street fight, and we are here for you to uh, share what's happening in your on your neck of the woods. Uh, union victories, horrible dare officers you had when you were a kid, anything that's relevant to street fight. We want to hear from you, the listener, and we do this every single Sunday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. You can find Street Fight Radio on WCRS LPFM here in Columbus, Ohio, 92.7 or 98.3. If you're inside the 270 Outer Belt, that's where you can get all that wonderful community-made content here from Columbus, Ohio. For the rest of you, you're listening on a podcast. You're watching live on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. And uh, we appreciate everyone that shows up as we continue to spread this mess across the U.S. and uh, to reach new heights and... uh, and make things better than they were before. Leave the campsite better than they were before. That's the goal of every street fighter. Um, do your bit that you can um, because it's it's rough out there right now. And if you got that hype beast ripoff shirt, the Clown Hound edition, that is heading to your homes this week. We're packing them up and folding right now, and they will be there soon. If you want that big Bill Haywood, I did not get a chance to shut it down and make the order or anything, so you can still jump in, store.streetfightradio.com. And of course, anybody on Patreon gets access to a 20% off merch for all the the stickers, patches, pins, and t-shirts at store.streetfightradio.com. I'm here. Are you here? here? Are you sure? We're back in the room, baby. Feels good. It's better than a Meyer parking lot. Yeah, way different. I do not like doing podcasting in a parking lot at a big box store. I've decided. Somebody said they don't want us to always be like this, but they said a show that we're really struggling to get through seems to be like a gracious gift. It's some of the best shows that we do. It was crazy. I mean, we... Persevering. We just had lucky... We luckily had a great piece of content to go over, really. Yeah. Uh, and you know when I'm miserable, I'm at, I'm at my best when I'm at my most miserable. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, uh tough. I I do have to. I guess I'll just come in here right away with the fucking update. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. Uh, I did not give the Airbnb a bad review. No. I also what? I, I did not ask for a refund. That's a landlord. You were nice to a landlord, dude different they're a landlord. i did figure that i did feel that i knew that would come up obviously um and i did some thinking i did i thought long and hard mental gymnastics I, I i thought long and hard about why i didn't do this and let me let me say this uh I they would... weren't necessarily the same as the other bad airbnb people i'm gonna tell you why because they had this land and this camper and they weren't using it. So they were like, ah, eh, you know, let's rent it out. Let motherfuckers stay in it. You know, they come up here to Alpina and they probably don't even rent it out very often. I did learn a new lesson. Okay. One, I will, I think I'm done with Airbnbs. Maybe. Definitely. But I'm, a, I'm definitely done with any Airbnb with less than six. Uh, review with less than 
20 reviews. That's six. With less than 20 reviews. I want 20 reviews. Okay. And I want them to still be good. Okay? Um, I can't. I can't give these people a bad review. They were too nice. They thanked me for leaving it in such good condition. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to actually do a review or not do a review. That's the most I can do is not do a review. You know, I want that money back more than anything in the world. I just can't do it. I just fucking can't do it. I'll feel too bad. The guy was technically I don't think it comes nice out of their check. Me. I think that's a that's like an Airbnb guarantee. I don't they probably just mark it against his record. But they would say, "Hey, these guys, this he gave you a bad review." And then they would know. That fella right heart. there is responsible. Yeah, it was him. It was the guy. He why didn't he say it to my face sort of thing? You know what I mean? Like, "Oh, I guess he wasn't he, he didn't want to say it to my face." Um, no, because that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is paperwork and filing grievances. The personal interactions are useless. It's a matter of you promise something you didn't provide. I deserve a refund on this. <laughs> I do technically probably deserve some money back for the, just for the Wi-Fi thing. The water smelling is just like, what are you going to fucking do, man? He did. You can't be judgy. You sound really judgy. Well, and hey, he, your, your bath water smells like horse shit. He, he did explain. He was like, cause, okay. So that night when I did the podcast, I got back to the place and something was beeping intermittently. Okay. Every minute or two, maybe three minutes, a thing would beep. And I was like, what in the world is that beep? And I'm looking all over the place. I'm pulling the, you know, I'm doing the real Brian thing where you pull the smoke detector and then just take the battery out of it and hope the beeping stops. Right? Nope. Still beeping. Check the, uh, checked everything. Still beeping. So I called the guy and said, something's beeping in this fucking thing. Won't stop. So he came over uh, and talked at us for like a half hour. Uh-huh. And uh, it didn't beep anymore. So it was just, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I Part of me is like, man, maybe I should just because like I'm fucking somebody else over that shows up and needs Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, know? I mean, I would say that my simple explanation is saying the truth is something that I will never apologize for. I will never say that you promised something you didn't deliver. I'll never apologize for saying how fucked up it was to stay at your place. You're allowed to, they, they're they like abusing you. They're like gaslighting you. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I do, they don't, you, you're allowed to say, I hated this fucking experience. That's true. That's well, there couldn't have been a and they didn't pan. deliver. I expected and I expected cable. It was run to a dummy box that was just four, six, and ten. Yes, it was a broadcast. It was uh, antenna. Right, four, six, ten. People don't know what four, six, oh, and sorry. ten is. You it's know? different for them. That's Ohio. It is, when I moved to De- when I moved to Texas, people are like channel. They're talking about sevens and shit. Yeah, twenty ones. You're like, what the fuck? Well, the guy did tell us like that. What his wife really wanted to do was build three cabins right in their driveway. They're, they're, they, they, she wanted cabins. He said, no, that'll cost $200,000. Where I was like, damn, three cabins is $200,000. For sure. <laughs> That's it? It seems like three cabins would cost a lot more than, but I, they were probably buying like deer, deer, those deer blinds. The, the, 
hunting things or something. I'm not really sure. I mean, they're usually concrete floor. They're very limited. It's just concrete floor with walls up and That's bunk true. bed, the cheapest bunk beds you can find. Yeah. Well, I just, I'm not going to do Airbnb very much anymore. I don't either. I fuck with, I use an app. I'm a hotel freak. I'm, I'm a hopper guy. Yeah, I'm looking in hotels. I've been looking at hotels for Chicago, like, for the past couple weeks. God, dog, there is a Radisson in Louisville, Kentucky that's, it's actually in Indiana. It's just over the river. It is, like, fine <laughs> luxury from, like, 1999, and it's the best day I've ever had. It was $55. It's, it's the best hotel deal <laughs> in the Midwest for me. Yeah, I'm looking everywhere and you know what i really wish is that you could pay for a hotel in two payments that's where airbnb fucking beats the hotels you need a klarna for that just not even a klarna necessarily just can i pay the first half now and half later that's called klarna klarna is like five payments though. four four yeah i just want one I just I want to throw you because I want to stay in a nice hotel so I want to throw you 500 bucks now and 500 bucks later you know we're gonna stay in a fucking beauty yeah you know a a, a w hotel or something like that sure. you know something fucking worthy of me you know because I need there's a lot I need when it comes to a hotel it takes a lot it takes a to lot to keep you happy to yes and and so like I've been looking at that and I'm not really finding anything, and I'm thinking if I don't find a hotel in Chicago before they announce All Out's going to be in Chicago, I might be fucked, because once they announce it, people will go looking for hotels, you know? So yeah. I'm really panicking in that department, but there just isn't any way to find a decently priced hotel anywhere in a major city. That's just the way it is. It's not cheap. Yeah, but I did, I did my wife, uh, I impressed her. And you know how hard to it do. Is, That's extremely man. hard to do. Yeah, I did. I really impressed her. We got to see the Aurora Borealis, which I felt looked like clouds. But you know what, man? If you like clouds, yeah. you sound like the "There's nothing when you die" guy from Super, the Super Eight Motel that I was at. I am that. Yeah, I am that. That's how I feel that. about don't space. Be that. That was a precautionary tale of don't do that. That's oh. why I told that story. Well, that's what I kept telling her. I kept telling her like, uh, uh. It's there. That's it. Wow. That's the Aurora Borealis. Would you look at that? It's what I thought it always looked like. You Jumping know, Jehoshaphat. Not what I thought. I thought it was going to be purple or green. That was like what, what was I it? was really looking at. It was the same color as it was like gray. It just looked like a Some cloud shit, yeah. that was shiny, like that. That was like kind of. Did it look weirder than you? Weirder than usual? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. That's enough. Um. It it was it it looked like a cloud to me, but it was beautiful. Like it's beautiful. It's so beautiful up there, up north. You know, you go way up fucking north in the middle of summer, and the weather's like beautiful. It's like good weather, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh it was like seventy eight degrees. I did go to the worst place I've ever. Mackinac Island is the first time I was worst, in a tourist area. Worst she ever had. Well, it was the first time I've been in a tourist area in a very long time. Probably since 2004 or five when I went to like Hilton Head or something. Mm -hmm. I went and did that. But this place was just like that. All they had there was funny T-shirts, which, by the way, not funny. The T-shirts weren't actually They weren't funny? funny? I never think those really? T-shirts are funny. Yeah, yeah. That's hard to I believe. I don't think an I Heart Sluts T-shirt is funny. 
hilarious or anything like no, that. No, it's a proud statement of solidarity with sluts. Or I heart, You work with a slut every day. I love I heart black guys and I heart white guys. Like, what's that about? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a strange fucking thing. Yeah. You know? I had a weird moment one time at a concert. Um, I went to go see Herbie Hancock. And I was having a really good time. And this dude behind me, like, dapped me up. He, like, reached out to, like, slap hands and everything. And he was like, hey, man, I love you. I love your vibe, man. You were going off. That was so cool and everything. And then I, I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. And as I'm, like, turning away from him, I notice he's wearing, like, a trucker hat that just says, I love black pussy. And I was like, <laughs> no. I mean, Fuck. I know. I didn't want to be with that guy. I don't want to be. I don't want to be on some Snapchat hugging that guy. Exactly. Exactly. It, it is. It, it is like uh, the T-shirts were just over the top. Yeah, I was like, I love that though. I mean, that's regular life. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just. I like, mean, it's a lot of rednecks up there. I did notice though that like no Joe Biden T-shirts, only anti-Joe Biden T-shirts. That and makes sense. Tons of Trump shit. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, I saw. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I don't. I don't know why. The amount of "Let's Go Brandon" up there was just outrageous. People really love "Let's Go Brandon" in Alpena, Michigan. Yeah, um, I um, I actually, uh, my doctor put me on the 150 Wellbutrins, and then he was like, "Go ahead and give it a double dose." He's like, "If you want to try it out," and I had like a complete realization of like where we're heading uh, with 2024 and everything, like. Uh, there, there's no coming back. Like we have, I have the forethought now to be two years ahead of this, but with like that Cremo guy and with like Patriot front and all those people, once they have a sympathetic president, man, it's fucking over with. Who's Cremo? That dude that shot up the July 4th thing. Oh, Cremo. I thought he, I didn't know what his politics were, you know, which I guess it doesn't even really matter what his politics. He shot a bunch of people. It does matter because the point is that we've said over and over again, because they think we're trying to feminize men. But when you try to make them super patriarchal and super macho, they end up having to murder people. Like that's the, that's the only way to be the most macho is to take a life. Right. Like, yeah. like that's the, the pinnacle. And that's why the military is placed on a higher pedestal because these people are taking a life, the worst, most baddest thing that nobody should ever do, but they got to do it because they're troops for America, you know? God, that's funny. We had the conversation in the car about how, like, the because I was talking about the show Yellowstone, which I want to watch. I know every I've heard it from so many exactly. con, con people I know. There feels like I need to. That's see their it. shit. Right? There now. were motherfucking shirts in Mackinac Island with quotes from for Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with pictures of of like Kevin Costner on them, being like, you know, don't. Fuck my horse. I don't know what the yeah, is, yeah. what they say in it. You know what I mean? But like, uh, oh, one of them said, I'm the tornado and you're the trailer park. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, we were talking about it while we were driving. I was just like, you know, it's the same reason I had to watch Sons of Anarchy is because I need to know what these people are into. I want to know. I'm genuinely curious. And what I have figured out they like is like they love people who do the most heinous evil things. 
but for the right reasons. Like they admire like Jax from Sons of Anarchy who killed like nine innocent people in the last season, but it was like he had to, man. Yeah. There was all kinds righteous of Righteous justice, yeah. man. That's part of white supremacy is righteous justice. But even even in the end, like these were people that did it it, it really is just like they like people who do the nastiest possible thing, but it's justified in the world of that thing. And they like they like uh, uh, all of their entertainment is that. That's what that is. It's the nastiest possible thing. And people are just like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, he had to do it. There was, unfortunately, there was no other options there other yeah. than killing people. Yeah, and this is why um, that's my slogan, hardcore in 2024, is because uh, you're going to have to practice. Like Right now, I'm practicing like throwing people over my back and carrying them for a long time. Like That's the kind of skills I'm focusing on. Because once they have a sympathetic president, this it's just going to get worse. And that's what conservatism takes a lot of like they were i believe the nastiest thing in the world because that's the way it has to be right they have to be able to do that to justify a lot of their politics where it's like i'm against welfare and you're like well what about like kids that can't eat and they're like well their parents need to get their ass in gear if they want their kids to eat that's just the way it's gonna be yeah that's what i'm saying i had that realization that like we have i have two years to plan and i'm lucky that i figured it out two years from now and i came to the because you know i also i got in that big argument with you about like trump not being a nazi and all that stuff um but like this second time around like he's gonna put me in a situation where i'm gonna be part of like this undercover resistance shit you know but I don't. I mean, know. that's the future that the 2024 has to offer because right now there is nothing else. It's just getting worse. I think that they went to go gay bash. Patriot Front went to go fucking disrupt a whole Pride event, you know. Yeah, and that's okay with Ron DeSantis under Ron DeSantis as a president. But that's what I was about to say. I do, I actually don't act, think Trump is going to. It doesn't be, matter any of that, them. Well, I'm We're, saying it's, it's going to be worse under somebody else because they will think it's being done politely. Yeah. Like George W. Bush got away with so much more than Donald Trump ever did. It's almost like, I mean, if we got to have a Republican, you'd probably for our purposes would rather have Trump than any of these guys. Cause liberals just, I mean, they're fucking out there saying like rest in peace. Shinzo Abe. That it's guy over. was nasty. That guy no, was a nasty conservative guy. <laughs> I, I'm saying cut ties with them and really work on your Krav Maga and like running because like um, it because street fighters should be the type of people you're going to have cousins, you're going to have nieces, you're going to have nephews, you're going to have people that need abortions and they're going to have to come to people like us. And like we're going to have to know the other folks to tie people in to do stuff like that. And there's going to be underground queer parties. And I, I don't know. That just feels like they have so much power and they're wielding it. And um, they're so wound up because Joe Biden and the Democrats have done such a horrible job that everything is swinging in their favor. There's just no reason that I would. I, I hate I hate, you know, this shit right now. It, it's it's I do too. incredibly hard. They keep all the business cuts. They keep all of the 1% business, cut, business cuts. They don't revoke any of those, but they get rid of the child care credits and they get rid of uh, student loan deferment. That's what they get rid of. And it's just right like, before the election. people hate this fucking shit. People hate this shit. I know, right before the fucking election. It's and so funny. And like People I, are going to let the horses loose on this and those fucking assholes, we're going to be like in a very strenuous situation. I, I don't see us coming out of it.
And, and I don't know, like I, I've been prepping my whole life for it. <laughs> I went to goth night last night, actually. And I was really happy to be there because it's like a place where everybody's represented and um, it's going to be a community that we're going to have to rely on more as like uh, the religious right gets more power over things and starts to exert it. Like we're going to be having to fight back against this, going to jail and shit. Maybe. Yeah. I I'll say this. I don't see any way that things actually get better in a way that I would want them to be. But I'm comfortable because I don't know, like I, I grew up reading like trans metropolitan and uh, the invisibles and like so much dystopian fiction, but like I'm with all of the troublemakers and it's exactly where I wanted to be. Like, this is what I was aiming for my whole life was just to be like hanging out with all of the disruptors. And uh, that's where the world is pushing things, you know? And uh, unfortunately, the reaction to Roe versus Wade, I don't know why house moms weren't lighting their fucking baby strollers on fire, you know, over the overturning of that. Like that thing got turned out without a whimper. There's no, not even a building got burnt down. It just doesn't feel like there's anything you can do about anything. It's a very hopeless time right now. Whenever there's a Democrat in office, like anything bad that happens is the fault of the other people. Uh, and it, it looks sort of, bad like in, like i i feel like it, it it like to them they don't want to complain because it looks bad for the guy that's in office that they want to be in office in 2024 and you know i'm already seeing all the stuff kick up you know who i saw yesterday i don't know if you know this uh but uh, you know I'm, I'm online i see uh uh uh, Scotty's bag, Scotty Burberry. No bag. way. Yeah. For bag. real, real. The name, Scotty Burberry. He's using it. And like, uh, he got it back. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a girl, a woman named Broti Gupta on Twitter. Oh, I love her. She listens to the show. So, hi. She posted yeah. something about, she writes for The Simpsons. Yeah. She posted something about Kamala Harris sounding like she is receiving messages from a earpiece that's been water damaged is right. what she said which she does the fun i'll I mean, say this kamala harris is the one thing that makes me laugh in post-trump america who used uh, to make me laugh trump used to make me laugh kamala Kamala's harris now, great when she's they're good. like hey man you know she's here's kamala answering the question. tv show <laughs> here's kamala answering a question i'll laugh every time yeah. It kills me. The sincerity of the moment is required for who we are, and we're here right now in that moment of sincerity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, yes. Keep going. Say Keep it. flowing on them. Say sincerity again. <laughs> yeah. Keep saying it. She was saying something last week. Uh, I thought it was settled. Did you see the settled one? No. They were like, uh, do you think the Democrats should have codified uh, Roe in the 50 years they had a chance? And she said, uh, well... You know, certain things we thought were settled were unsettled. Right. There's no knowns and, and there's unknown knowns. Yeah. And she just. And so Pete, the K-Hive people, which I'm calling Chive now because it's kind of the same. Chive? Yeah. Keep calm and Chive on. K-Hive on. They're the K-Hive people. It's they the same found, Chive. They're Chivers. Yeah. Yeah. They found her. 
and were furious at her and trying to get her fired from the Simpsons. Really? <laughs> for saying that. No way. For saying that. So and she fucked it for making a funny joke about how she's fucking us up. About the I vice mean, president. It's getting these these clips are getting spread around all the time. And I'm like, wow, that's like really I, I can't believe people are actually mad about it. I click on the guy's profile, and of course the guy that's trying to get her fired is retweeting everybody, calling them losers and shit like that. And I'm like Wow, this is weird. I haven't seen any tweeting like this in many years. And then I clicked and two of the retweets were Scotty Burberry. Whoa. And I was like, bro, Scotty Burberry's back. Dun, dun, dun. It's officially primary season, baby. I Scotty's know. back. Let's get Gry King back. Let's get them all back. It's primary time, baby. Yeah. This one Twitter fucking shines. Lindsbury, we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter shines when Burberry's back. Oh, I know. He was this back is in great. 2016. He's so good. And it just, you can make so many moves off of that dude. <laughs> He's so mad. He's the meanest, worst, nastiest person in the world. And uh, he's a Democrat. And uh, it's just, yeah, they, they, were, um, they were tagging Disney to try to get her in trouble because she said that just that yeah that's not even Did, nothing I, she's a demo she's the I, fucking vice president you're not listen let me explain i don't know why i'm doing this with scotty especially it's like those are the most privileged people you can fucking tell me i have white privilege and all that stuff but i ain't the fucking vice president she has more power and privilege than i will ever see in my entire fucking life i don't if you're the president, you have the most privilege on the whole planet. Sure. The vice president, second most privilege on the entire planet. Uh, so it's just crazy. They're tagging Disney Plus to try to get this person fired who is just writing, just joking Joke. around. You know, it's just, it, it's actually it doesn't even it's not even make them. It, it actually gives her a way out. Yeah. <laughs> It's saying that she's like, there's a technical difficulty. Um, I saw the best tweet I saw, and I can't find the person. I wish I could. They said, I'm sorry, but I had to retire from my position today. I was the guy that would spin Kamala Harris around in a chair 25 times before she did an interview. <laughs> Everybody, was, I, can't, I can't wait to see who fills the position next. People were saying also that she just seems like I posted a thing about her and everybody's like, seems like she's on Percocet. She's got secondhand. Uh, she's got secondhand senility from Joe Biden. And every, she's got Joe Biden. She's got sleepy Joe syndrome. Just everybody's making fun of her. And it does have to probably piss off the people that were like really into her where they were like, she might get to be the fucking president. It's like, mm, I don't know about that. She is. Uh, I, she missed the. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen yeah I, I think i think i mean i honestly i'm a, i think that uh hillary clinton's going to make a big run for it that'll be great too i mean we need her back and we need them all back let's get them all the whole gang back, baby let's the get boys the gang back. back in town yeah hillary clinton had a pro shinzo abe tweet too today and he was a bad guy he, he was, was horrible he yeah. was really bad it was awesome what happened to him yeah yeah what happened to him was that's the really blueprint cool. that dude gave us the blueprint <laughs> he's like you don't even have to have legal guns you can just take some fucking pipes and get rid of the problem right and and so she's like oh man we we really i you know i'm feeling like really uh uh you know good for him you know i wish he was still around and stuff like that it's like 
could Americans like one time understand that we're not the only bad people in the world? Yeah. <laughs> like the world is just run by all bad fucking people. But yeah, I think Hillary Clinton is uh, going to be the pre- is going to be the nominee. You really? I, you do? I do. I think she will be the nominee again. I don't think there's any way to beat her. I do not. I, I cannot. People, every, everybody hates her. I mean, everybody. Can I know. It not. Her husband is a piece of garbage. I don't know. You know, like he's just such a huge stain and that's not fair to hold her accountable, but she should have not be with the dude. Yeah. I, I just, I think like, I guess I would have to, like I said, I, I think that like first like raper in chief. That would be like yeah, the f- he, not the first. There's plenty. Of oh those. yeah, you're right. That's true. Not the <laughs> Tons of those out long there. line. Of, um, <laughs> sorry, but like I just find her. I I don't know how to beat her in a primary. Obama knew. He was the only person that knew how to beat her in a fucking primary. It makes sense to like dummies that think they know things about politics. They're like, it just has to be her. There's no other options. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I'll admit it. I mean, Bernie was the stopgap. I mean, if we, if Bernie would have hit 2016, it would have slowed down the bleeding on a lot of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think re, uh, configurated where everything is at. Um, but these fucking idiot ass Democrats have lost so horribly and they're done and it's going to get like really bad for them and everybody because of what they did. Like they chose not the way they chose to do the courts, the way they chose not to be strategic about it, anything, all that's going to fuck us forever. Yeah. Also, but, but yeah, we had an option in the chat. Uh, black carrot said, Brian, why wouldn't Biden run? What excuse would he give? I just don't know. I think that like, he's going to get sort of pushed out especially if hillary clinton wants to run i mean it's always been said that like he was only gonna do one one term i mean if he runs do a debate again yeah I, i remember when we watched that debate and we all thought it was gonna be a really fun time and it was just trump doing all this stuff and biden just going like what the heck man yeah and we we were like, this isn't fun. Like, I wanted to turn it off because it was like, this is sucks. This guy can't fight. Yeah, this is depressing. Yeah, this dude sucks. It's two very dumb men. Just one two saying old something crazy. Men, yeah. yeah, one of them says something crazy and the other goes, man, what the heck, Jack? What's going on here? You know? Uh, and And again, like, that's the other thing is like, I think I they think, can talk him into not running. I know. I, don't, pe- I think Joe Biden's too arrogant. You think so? For sure. I think they'll push him out if they can figure out how to do it without making it look like they're pushing. They've never him been out. strategic though. They're just so well frozen in fear. That I they have just to do the same thing. I have to say, you say they've never been strategic, but they've been incredibly strategic when it comes to like stopping Bernie Sanders from becoming the nominee. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and they've been. They were always really good with Dennis Kucinich and their powers combined. Anybody with left ambitions, they're good at making sure those people yeah. don't get to be the nominee or the president. So they know how to do politics. For sure. They just won't do, they won't, they won't do the stuff that Republicans do. I don't know. I think Biden, um, I think it could be very fun to see Biden getting primaried by Hillary Clinton. That to me is something that I would sit, I would pay attention to. You would really get me in. It would be like when a TV show had a bad season. It's like when sons of anarchy had the, uh, uh, 
the Ireland season where it's like, this show fucking sucks, man. This Ireland stuff is stupid. And then they came back later and then just did something more psycho. And I was like, I'm into it. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love that. It would be very fun. So we will, uh, we will see. We will see what's going to happen, I guess. You know, uh, a court ruled the Democratic Party can rig its own primary. So that's nice. That's something that's going on. But uh, we'll see, man. You know, I, I don't, I am nervous about the whole thing. I think the, the, the midterms are lost. They're, they just, there's just no way. If they don't do anything, you know, we've, we've talked about this for so long, this, this idea that like, there is this like one super easy, there are these two super easy moves that they could pull off, which one is canceling student loan debt and one is just legalizing weed and people would just be like, fuck it, I'll vote for Democrats. I mean, they don't, they literally don't want to be Dennis Kucinich. Like they just don't want to be related to somebody that says I stand up for trans people. They don't want to be around some people that says like drugs, all drugs should be legal. And I stand with people that use drugs they're just like they're like live, the liberals live in this halfway space where like c- the conservative right could get crazy so easily and yeah. they hang out with the crazy people all the time and it's like a perfect unison we can't get these people to like they're hemming and hawing about like you know pronouns and stuff and it's like what the fuck yeah i can't just get in that. here yeah and I also just see, be people and they're actually like, I, I'm pro I'm pro choice. And I'm like, no, be pro abortion. Just be like anybody that doesn't want to do it. Who cares? Yeah. Fucking yeah. get them out of here. It doesn't have to be any sort of like thoughtful anything. No, 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 no. See, and, and they're more like, you know, romantic about the whole fucking thing. I, and yeah, they, it should be safe and rare was the thing somebody pointed out that Hillary Clinton used to say. And their radical right controls everything. And the radical, we have nothing. We are, we are hated by everybody. They fucking team up with us with Nazis. Nazis that are like communism doesn't work. Liberals are also like, yeah, it doesn't work because I wouldn't have like a really nice apartment in a major city. You I know? couldn't have an e-bike. I couldn't have an e-bike. <laughs> But I mean, people would be mad if I had an e-bike. I wouldn't have much money for charcuterie boards, though. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I think cannabis. I think legalizing weed would be a move that is like doing huge, almost yeah. nothing. It is really almost doing nothing. Weed is pretty much legal anyway, and like would buy goodwill. I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's even a thought. And I don't think that canceling student debt's ever going to happen. We just got to stop paying them, which I, I mean, you know, I'm already in that boat. I ain't paying the fucking things. Sure. They can eat my shit. You of know, course. they can eat my shit. Suck on a log. Suck on my fucking log, <laughs> fuckers. I was getting into that over the vacation time, too. I was just going nuts out there just cursing. Talking about turd stuff. Oh, God, do did I you, love... Did you eat naughty shit? Did you get your dick sucked underneath the, them dark stars? Brother, I... No. I didn't Why take not? a shower for Fuck fucking her. three days. Well, yeah. And neither did she. That's a good way to that's have not, a communion. That's not how the Quindy Filthy family communion. Fucks. Yeah, we clean. We, we fucking... I've been wiping with dude wipes and shitting at a mire for three days. <sighs> I'm not going to have sex. It's not going to happen. I'm uh, more likely to have sex tonight. That's unfortunate. Than I was back then. You know, in that other, in in Michigan. If there was a shower, I probably would have had some sex, everybody, okay? But, no, 
I'm not. If I, if you take the right drugs, you wouldn't worry about that. I showered. There's with drugs f- that get rid of that worries. I showered with a fucking dude wipes. We went to Meyer and bought dude wipes that are like the size of like a napkin. I loved XLs. XL, XLs, yeah. yeah. Shower in a bag. Yeah, it's like a fucking paper towel. And I gotta tell you, dude, towel. my balls and that. Uh, listen, I'm gonna be disgusting right now. No okay? way, not you. I'm gonna be fucking gross not right you. now. And I'm just gonna let everybody know. I had uh, evil jock itch before I left. Oh no, because I went to the fireworks with my wife, and we walked. And then I, I walked 50,000 steps in 98 degree humid heat, right? Congratulations. And, and I, I wear, um, I wear these long compression shorts when I walk, which don't super breathe that well, because I walk so much Uh that like, if I don't do something about it, then it's just, my legs are going to chafe like crazy. So my balls and ass are in hell before I leave for the fireworks. I'm tired. I say, fuck it. Let's go to the fireworks. We walk down to the fireworks with the same balls and ass situation that was bad before. Sure. I get home and I wake up the next morning and folks, let me tell you, it was fucked up down there. <gasps> it was itchy. It was red. Oh, no. It was wet. It was, uh, it was just, things were so bad down there that I had to go to the store and buy some stuff and several creams. Yeah. Um, so embarrassing too. Oh God. Took psychic you know damage I off that. creams. You yeah. know I hate it. And you I know, all their friends were like at the, on the patio at the bar later. Like this guy came out and bought three creams, man. He's, his ass is well, so okay. fucked up. So a couple years ago when I got creams for an itch that I had that didn't have anything to do with my balls or ass. If you guys remember that, yeah, right on the show, I had an itch, but it was but it was had, my stomach area. It wasn't my balls or my ass. It had nothing to do with it. Sure. Um, so I still had two of those creams because they overprescribed it, and I keep that around all the time. If I ever have any problem, not I, balls and ass cream. No, it's just a different. It's some kind of cream. I don't know, but it's, it's, does I mean, it's a but it's job. not for your balls, or your ass. And so then I also went to the store and bought uh, jock itch cream. Okay, I bought that. And uh, athleticism. I walked around my house for two days before I left on this trip without underwear on. Why? To fucking let it breathe. I put the cream on there. Is this like a prelim? Is this like getting a base tan in or something? Well, <laughs> I I creamed and then I I put for what? Because I had a jock itch, like okay. crazy nasty shit going on in okay. there. So I walked around without underwear on with cream on for like two days. Okay, and then it cured. It was cured, but then I got to this place and I couldn't shower. So now I'm walking around. Yeah. I'm backsliding. This whole situation. You're just, yeah, you're just start backsliding. It's like all yeah. the work you did those days, free balling and all that stuff, all that work gone, erased. Yeah. You know, you got to and I'm, a wide stance now. Yeah. And I'm not taking a shower at this place because I'm going to tell you when you smell this water, it's just unbearable. Fireball water is not good for me. Okay, so I go to the store. I get these dude wipe gimmicks because I'm like, I got to do something. I was thinking about driving to a truck stop with showers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paying 85 cents mm-hmm. or something. 
I also Googled my gym to see if I had oh, a gym nearby. Wow. Yeah, yeah no gyms up there. No gyms, no up, gyms there. up there. Yeah, really? There no movie theaters up there. No way. Yeah, there was no movie theaters up there and none of that stuff. You couldn't get like anything. It's just nothing up there. So I uh uh I go and I I buy these dude wipe things and Excellent. my whole shower every day that I'm there is Open a dude wipe, armpits. Uh huh. Yeah, get them pits really good. Pits and bits. Pits, and then I go down. I get the balls, and bits. I I clean up way up down there, and then my hole. I clean my hole last. Okay. And uh, you know, it kept me from getting worse again, but also sounds like a baby getting diaped up. Also, the whole thing down there, the whole thing down there, wet the entire time I was gone. Just it was wet from the dude. I think the dude wipe stuff did something to me. Mm -hmm. So I just I think I'm just gonna live in a place. I'm just never gonna go to another place where I can't shower every single Smart day. Smart move for the rest of my life. Yeah. It was just a really. I bad. mean, campgrounds honestly have better setups than that. That's what my wife was telling me. She was like, "We stayed they a stayed KOA in, or yeah. like a Jellystone." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "We yeah." Exactly. The guy's like explaining to us. He's like, "You know, you gotta have a certain grade." To your sewage line it's got to be a certain amount and we came in just no yeah that's no what, he didn't no he didn't he why would you do that <laughs> yeah well it was legal he was saying it was barely legal sewage <laughs> barely legal <laughs> that's not a selling point for sewage that's what he said to K. I'm watching wrestling, right? Because I I hooked my phone up to the TV and just watched wrestling. Oh, when it was I'm getting on. acid reflux. And I feel like I'm about to throw up. He's telling her all the stuff. You know what I mean? He's just telling her, you know, ah, uh, you know, I don't care about TV. Who needs Wi-Fi? I don't even have a cell phone. Lead uh, didn't do me any harm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was rough. It Ugh. was it was really. The balls and ass situation was like kind of the worst part about the trip. Yeah, that's, that's why I didn't have sex though. In the end. But if you don't put your mouse, you can just do stuff that's really gross down there, but you don't have to look. You just touch them together and you don't look down no, there. No, 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 attention. no. I do it all the time for like period stuff too. I would. Just don't pay attention. I, mean, I don't care about You have to go down there. Nothing. But I'm just not... like, even if it's filthy down there, it just feels good down there. But just, yeah, no mouse stuff is fine. I'm not even that's a period fair. guy, but also I didn't get to shower and my, my like. Uh, you got to uh, work it underneath Didn't have the my day. You're not like I'm having sex and I haven't even had my asshole cleaned up from the shits I'm doing at a mire. But dude, you're not right? impressed by the stars. If you're doing like a Captain Morgan leg when like the you get the full view of the stars, the full Aurora Borealis, that is like that's the king shit. Uh you, you know, I'm just gonna tell you, it's never I would have never done it because it would have smelled if we would have had sex, just coming from my body, it would have smelled like shit. It would have smelled like actual pure shit. They don't care, man. Because you can't wipe Ladies, the, everybody's horny you can't as wipe the kind just of, get it in. You can't wipe the kind of turds I have away with just with just dude wipes, dude. You gotta really? fucking shower. Really? You gotta use a bidet and then They're shower. That bad, huh? I mean, the day before I left mine? on the fourth of July, I fuck it. Yes. You've seen what happens with my turds, especially on vacation. So, were you like to get your ass ate? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that, that I don't want my wife to smell. Duty. She doesn't need your asshole, right? 
Right. You're, but you're straight, guy. You have right? the whole ass out. You have the whole thing. Oh, out. and just stink lines you know? are coming off of that. Like that booty is stinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it I the mood. It does. It, it, it would have like, smelled like actual fucking shit. Like actual yeah. doo-doo shit poop. Because like you just it the thing thank you. <laughs> Kildos are fan in the chest. This man is shitting. I mean, listen to what I ate the first two days I was gone. First night, Pizza Hut. Second night, Arby's. My stomach is still yeah, fucking fuck that, man. dying right now. I couldn't do that. They didn't have no other I food up there, bro. Out, man. I couldn't cook I'd with eaten, the poop water. I'd and eaten they- those egg salads from the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> bottom to, diet i didn't even some, know there was one let's take some calls okay i think it's we got a serious one here first oh no okay thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight hey this is cassandra howdy cassandra how are you i'm sorry hey. about the previous 10 minutes of what we were doing <laughs> while you were on home you know, it's human stuff. Humans are gross and awesome all at the same time. <laughs> it's a big problem with the world is people can't accept it. Yeah, you just got to deal with it. How are you guys tonight? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling good. I'm home now. I showered. I feel real good. So feeling great. <laughs> good, good. No more dude wipes in, on the horizon for you fucking so, never i um, promise you i will never ever ever stay anywhere that's not within <laughs> 20 minutes of the center of the city <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right for you <laughs> uh so what's up well yeah well um so i'm commander and my husband max is here with me he might chime in too and we're calling from the island of Oahu, Hawaii. And we've been listening to you guys and in the Facebook group with our comrades for about five to six years. We've never called in before. Yeah, no, you've been for, we've been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we appreciate y'all's leadership. Um, I was thinking about what, Brett, you said right at the beginning, leaving the campsite better than where you left it before. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm calling about. Um, wanted to kind of let the street fight family know, get the message out about something that's a really huge deal here in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. Do you guys know what's going on? Have you heard about what's going on with like the Red Hill water crisis at all? No, I, I know the thing I know about Hawaii is the Mark Zuckerberg stuff that I know about, but no, I I don't know. Yeah, he he's like bought like most of it, but I don't know about the the water crisis. What what is going on? Yeah, so um, just I won't be like too long, but just to go back to the beginning, twenty percent of the land on this island alone is owned by the U.S. military, which isn't that crazy. Twenty <laughs> percent of this land, and yeah, it's nuts. one of the installations is yeah, it's nuts, and one of the installations is a massive quote-unquote strategic fuel reserve and it sits directly over the island's only fresh water source just a hundred feet above our aquifer Um, it's massive it was built yeah it's terrifying it was built in the 1940s um directly adjacent to one of our main wells and it has been leaking since the year it was built of course you're gonna skip that in in the last 80 years there have been 76 confirmed leaks the ones that the Navy's admitted to. And that's the drinking water you guys are all drinking, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's only one aquifer for the whole island. So, you know, there is an oil plume right now, a jet fuel plume in there. So in 2021, a major leak from the facility, just like right around Thanksgiving, poisoned thousands of people on the Navy waterline. So all of the military service members and some civilians. Um, the, the leak got into the aquifer, up in the well, into everybody's pipes, in their homes. They were turning on the faucet. Their houses smelled like jet fuel. They were Oof. calling the alarm and the Navy was admitting for nothing. Yeah, that so, sounds you know, like the Navy. Born, yeah. Yeah. So is um, there like, are people, uh, uh, that fucking sucks that the military owns so much of these like, I mean, you know, obviously America shouldn't have anything to do with Hawaii. I, I'm pretty sure like, we kind of stole that land. Yeah, yeah. Like we did everything else. But even if we're going to own it or whatever, I mean, we could, you know, not have it be, first of all, most like our military there. And second of all, just making a fucking mess of everything, too. Because I, I know they also kick people off their, their, their land, their family's land and shit like that. Like there's all kinds yep. of fucking bullshit going on there. And like people on the mainland don't really say shit about it because it just feels like a place. I, I mean, I'm guessing this, it feels like a place we'll never go. So it feels like a fake yeah. place to people like m that me, I guess. Point, Brian. Or it feels like a playground, right? Like yeah. where they visit and then go home and out of sight, like out of mind. And mm -hmm. most of the things that people think about Hawaii isn't like what it's like to live here. <laughs> no. You know, so it's interesting. Right. And I think people have cognitive dissonance about the idea, their, their vision of paradise or whatever, like weird ideas they have in their mind are not really compatible with the idea of like um, uh, Pu'uloa, which is Pearl Harbor being um, basically having like 18 sectors of Superfund sites in it. Like there's so much that's actually going on here that just conflicts with the standard American um, conception of what it is to, to be in Hawaii or what Hawaii is. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I mean, I'll say this um, too. I, I, I want to say this too is like, you know, until I started, you know, kind of doing this show and being in the circles that I'm in, I mean, honestly, probably never heard a negative word about Hawaii in my life up until, you know, the past like wow. few years. I've followed a few like uh, uh, leftists from Hawaii and and people that are homesteading awesome. there and stuff like that. And, and I have learned mm. a lot more. But like if you had asked mm -hmm. me in 2010, I would just be like, well, yeah, Hawaii is like the best place in the world, and which it probably could still be, <laughs> but there's no problems there yeah. at all. It's just this really beautiful place right. where there's fruit on the trees and stuff like that. And now right. I know that like we right. just, that, that the U S military and, and, and the government just, I mean, there it's just the stuff that's happening. There is, it is really dependent on us. It's, you know, what situation you're in, I'll say this, the situation you're in is probably a lot like the situation of people in places like Iraq or Iran in that, like people like us here don't only see it as like a theoretical place. It's not a place that right. we see right. or touch. Yep. And we won't be able, we probably won't be able to get there because it's very expensive to get there and stuff like that. It to us, 
I think it does. I think to a lot of Americans, it does feel like just, it's not even a real place. You know, that's why you can say like, oh, it's right. okay to do shock and awe there because uh, I mean, right. the people there uh, are glad you're doing it to get rid of Saddam Hussein. It's sort of the same thing with Hawaii, you know? <laughs> it's okay to build a bunch of fucking, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay to buy. Yeah, it's okay to buy up all the houses on the island to put Airbnbs because I'm not going to be there right. anyway. <laughs> Right. Um, so it's important to know that, like, there is a lot of really effective organizing being led by indigenous and native voices, um, Kanaka Maoli here. And, you know, they're really the ones we all need to listen to and follow as we ally ourselves in this fight to shut down the tanks. There's over 100 million gallons of fuel in those tanks. Holy and Lord. the people forced the Navy to agree to shut down Red Hill. Um, through direct action. The Navy agreed to shut it down, but then they just last week published a plan to defuel it and said it will take over two years just to get the tanks ready to defuel. And that is like so unacceptable. <laughs> two yeah. years and then maybe, you know, by the time that time comes around, they'll be like, oh, never mind. We fixed it. It's fine. You know, it's not, it's not cool. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's two years. They're buying two years. So that they can figure exactly. out the next reason two years later that they they can't do it, you know. Uh, exactly. Oh, I I just I you know I just got yeah. back from a trip to a tourist place, and uh, it's funny when when you live in a place where tourists go, uh, I don't I don't think people that live there know it, but like I I was I was on this island up in Michigan, and I looked at my wife and I was like, nobody lives here, you know. And, and like, I realized how stupid, I realized how stupid that sounds now, but I think, you know, when Americans go to Hawaii, I don't think they think anybody even lives there. You know, I think they, they, they just, they don't even get the impression. Cause I I'm on this damn Island. I look up the population of people that actually live there. Cause there is a school there and it's like less than a thousand, but fuck, I wouldn't even guess in a thousand. So like, I think people right. go like, to Hawaii. Do you and, know how many people live on Oahu? I have no idea. Yeah. So this is the most populated Island in Hawaii and there are over 1 million people who live here. Oh, yeah holy shit and 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 yeah. a lot of them also like like i think people think it's like that's another thing too is like i don't even think of it as a place that like like uh like it's not primarily white people that move there too i think that's another oh, no. way 27 yeah and i think that's another i do think that's another reason the government lets people take advantage of the island too, because it's just, it's it, like anywhere okay. where there's a bunch of white people, it's like, you know, <laughs> they don't let that shit happen. Well, you know, it's they, like Flint, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess like West Virginia the, where the fracking goes on, but those people are, are, yeah. are very poor. So they also let it happen to very poor people too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Class not themselves. I mean, Exactly. So yeah. is there any yeah. place that we can contribute to, to sort of help out there? Oh yeah, actually. Um, if you're on Twitter, um, follow Oahu water protectors that at Oahu, if you don't have to spell that O A H U W P. 
so O-A-H-U-W-P on Twitter. Um, there are two videos pinned to their account right now that are really, really instructive. And then just like generally following Oahu Water Protectors um, on uh, Instagram, spelled out completely Oahu Water Protectors. And their website is awaterwaterprotectors.org. Um, there's also one other one that is um, really Native and Kanakamali voices leading the way, and that is at K-A-O-H-E-W-A-I um, on Instagram. So you can nice. also follow the hashtag shutdownredhill, and you'll just find, like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but cool. definitely they have, um, they have ways to contribute monetarily and learning about it, you know, spreading the word, you know, helping get the word out, because this should be considered a national emergency if this will kill the islands and then i'm not exaggerating yeah <laughs> if we cannot have water to drink and it won't just affect humans it's going to affect every single element of life on this island and it's yeah but we can do it we can we force them to make a plan and if we work together we can force them to defuel the tanks now um, absolutely with everybody's help. yeah awesome awesome Let, let's hope that happens everybody help out and uh i'm gonna make a promise to you i will probably be never able to get to hawaii but i want to so but we'll choose not <laughs> to okay. we're choosing not to go to we hawaii want to, but we're choosing not to. i've chosen right now <laughs> <laughs> i've choo i'm choosing not to go for woke reasons right Actually, to get points yeah yeah online reddit, reddit gold just stars go to florida just go to florida it's closer i'll tell you the truth i mean florida is fine with me pretty ideal except the weather's worse see hawaii has the better weather i think yeah because like i went to look at places to stay there once and uh like i was just kind of fantasy booking staying in in hawaii and i noticed that nobody had air conditioning and i'm like well we ain't going to fucking hawaii i'm sorry no sure. air conditioning on this island get no. out of town yeah, uh, so we don't have air conditioning at our place, and it's really hot inside right now. So, yeah, no, yeah, it's I can't go to o'clock p.m. It's the hottest part of the day. We're sweating balls over here. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere without air conditioning. So uh, I got a huge problem with my ass and balls that I was just talking about a few minutes. Yeah, it's ago, unfortunate. It's going to be a problem. So thanks it's for calling, though. Full circle to the balls. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Peace. Damn. Thank you. I hate Bye. the government. Yeah, the government's bad. I've, I said that from the beginning of the show, really. Yeah, they I've been saying that for a few years, at least. I they was like really into the government like two years ago. Really? But now I'm like, forget about this government. I'm not yeah. into it, you know? I've never been. When everybody was into the government for a time, I was sure. like, yeah, man, this government's fucking great. I was talking about this to some... Was I talking about it the, on the show or something? But I was talking about how like uh, there was a period of my... I go downstairs and I have this... Um, bookshelf in my basement and it has all the books i read before 20 years ago or something street fight yeah uh oof. oh like so much stuff about like ben franklin and al franken books and books about thomas jefferson and stuff yeah. and it was just like oh why did that you hurts, waste yeah. your fucking time caring about that shit yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, at but least you I learned. got out on the other end. I dude. mean, the contrast is great. Yeah, yeah, there are like fucking eighty-year-old people that are still like worshiping those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to give a shout out also to uh, Church at Ace of Cups. It was the uh, it was a good show, the Goth Night last night. Oh, I had a fucking amazing time. We did Molly, not. I usually do candy flipping, which is acid and Molly, but just Molly. It was very chill. 
Um, I saw Joey Pig there. Oh, and I saw him. I talked to him for a while, like uh, at Comfest. Yeah, stuff. he's doing like a BDSM like uh, industrial night at a uh, at a uh, Double Happiness in nice. yeah in the future. And then I also saw Steve O.D. Okay, I see our him original at, collaborator. I see him at the uh, Big Fun sometimes. Yes, I go in there looking there, for yes. Legos. And then I also talked to somebody that said they knew me and they didn't listen to my podcast, but they listened to the Bituation Room podcast, which I was on recently. That is interesting. So they're Frantifa. Nice. So it was a good crossover. It was nice. fun. That's great. That is fucking awesome. I, you know, it, I thought you were talking about Goth, Goth is the best subculture. There's none better. So Brett goes. It to, pushes so many boundaries. Brett goes to a goth night called Church. I'm actually from the Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints Church. We have someone on the line for you, actually, ready for that. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's Someone's ready Romney? to preach the gospel Mitchell of Jesus Romney? to you, Mitt Romney. Hey, Thanks boy, for going straight going. fight. Hey, hey, who we got here? Uh, Jake. What's up, Jake? How's it going? Good. I've been um, really enjoying Brian's. Um, investigation into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's me. I'm big into He's it. He's tempted. He's seen the light. I'm tempted. I Just the candy. I mean, the candy. Just things. candy life. Yeah. Religious candy. Mandated candy I by just, your religion. I just love candy so much. You're da- you do have a good thing going where like you can join any religion that like bans drinking, like you can get in because like that's a turn off for me. Coffee's a problem though. Okay, that's yeah. the fucking thing. I'm not gonna quit drinking coffee. You know, caffeine. I just love it. It does all the tricks I need it to. Yeah. You know. So, uh, what is going on? It's funny you mentioned it. growing up. I grew up Mormon. You and did. A guy in our conversation. Woo! Um who every after church, every Sunday, he would open up the trunk of his car and he had a big uh, uh, like bucket in there filled with candy bars. And he would let all the kids line up and pick out a candy bar um, after <sighs> church every day. And that okay. Okay. going for That's a long a time. That's one move. This might be my prejudice talking, okay? Um, is it crummy candy? Because I would think religious people wouldn't know about good candy bars. Was it like paydays? This guy spared no expense. Okay. Um, we're talking king size. Yeah, the Lord know, provides abundance. All varieties. Yeah. Thank God. It I was, was a, thinking... It was a complete... Sorry, I was thinking Babe Ruth's and shit. Like, it just... I, I wasn't thinking there would be Reese's or Caramello. In no, I, I also hate when someone tries to win your favor with the cheapest candy possible. Yeah, you got to buy the good candy. Yeah, give me something I can think about. Yeah. Yeah. Call me in. Get some good bait. No, yeah, he, he knew the deal. That would keep me Mormon for um, longer yeah, than I, probably Snickers. I should have been. Yeah. Name brand Snickers. <clears throat> I uh, I served a, a Mormon mission back in uh, like 2013. Really? Uh, yes. In Washington, yeah, in Washington, D.C. What was that like? Ooh, um, ooh. That's a tough draw, though. That's a tough draw for you, Washington, <laughs> D.C. There's probably not a lot of Mormons there. It was, it was awful. It was... It was um, it was a miserable experience um, from day one until the end, the full two years. Constant heckling? And, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I mean, people in D.C. talk know, shit I, on the streets openly. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been doing a project where I've been going through. So while I was a missionary, it was the only point in my life where I've kept like a consistent journal. 
for like the full two years, I, I kept a journal and I was, listen, I was very in, I was a hundred percent, um, believing this was like it, like I, I was on board a hundred. I didn't have any doubts about what I was doing about uh-huh. like anything like that. So I've been going back through and, and typing up, um, these journal entries and then making annotations and notes, um, from where I am now. And it's been, it's been crazy, um, to like, to read something off the page that I know that like I wrote um, and just flabbergasted at how like insane some of the shit is um, in there. And then like realizing what I'm not like putting down on the page, you know, like one major theme is early on, I, I keep talking and writing about how I feel weird, you know, like today was a weird day, just like not allowing myself to voice that I'm, what I'm experiencing is like intense anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yes. Day in and day out. Right. I want, I, how did you end up in, in DC? Like how did they pick where you end up going? So what, what it is, is you're told that it is an inspired call that where they assign you to serve a mission is inspired by God. And what they do is you have the governing body of the church, which is the, the quorum of the 12 apostles. And so when you, you fill out your application, essentially, you send it in, and then um, one of those, they, they, take, they have sessions every week where these 12 apostles, they go in this little office and they have computer screens set up, and they have these applications, and your picture pops up with like your basic information, and then they, on their other screen, they have a list of all the missions in the world. And essentially, they, quote unquote, receive inspiration and just assign you to one of the missions Jeez, the, the, um, that is I, I got a letter it. it used to be you get a letter in the mail um telling you where you're going for the next i gotta years. tell you it had to be i know that you fully believed in it but i sort of feel like it has to be frustrating that all of these god damned people uh that like that all these people are like no it was i'm inspired i need you to do this because i heard the call Right. And it's like, you just have to trust that some dude heard the call. <laughs> like, that's got to be yeah. the tough thing. The tough thing. Cause that, it, that's basically right. Like how all the eat, the bad stuff, like the stuff that you don't, I would say the stuff that you're not a, like a, a, a huge fan of, like all the bad news and stuff is just being couched in. Well, I heard the call actually. That's why this happened that's the thing. And that's what keeps you going when you're out there and it's, it's dog shit. And you think, well, God has a reason for me to be in this place at this moment at this time. Mm. So that's powerful. While I don't have the answer now, I just have to put my head down and, and continue yeah. to get completely embarrassed. <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me, let me also like a- ask you like, uh, uh, what, what, like, what was a day like? on the mission like where did you live yeah we so i primarily um i lived in northern virginia most of the time and what it is it's very it's very organized um the mission is organized with a hierarchical body there's a mission president which is just some dude that is assigned to be a mission president from the church and he oversees there i think there were like 300 missionaries in our mission and so you get assigned to a specific area, a geographical area that's like your spot to proselyte with your companion who 
you have to be with them 24 hours a day. You're not allowed to, the only time you're physically separated from them is when you're in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense though, because I'll tell you what, if I'm putting this gimmick together, this mission stuff together, I'm thinking like, if these people get separate, they're leaving. <laughs> One of them's going to fucking leave. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. It works that way. Yeah, it absolutely. That's so the you, whole reason. It's like, it's like the Olympics five. where people get a chance to just like run away and make a new uh, persona instead of competing <laughs> in the Olympics. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so you 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 have to wake up by six thirty. You have to get up by six thirty a.m. Um, you can get up earlier if you want. Um, no, <laughs> but you you're you're not supposed to be in bed past six thirty a.m. And then uh, uh, you're supposed to work out, exercise for thirty minutes at least. And then the seven to eight o'clock hour is for getting ready for the day, showering, getting dressed. From eight to nine, you are supposed to have personal study. So reading your scriptures, practicing the missionary lessons, um, that kind of stuff. From nine to 10, you're supposed to have companionship study where you read scriptures with your companion, you practice teaching. We had to do a lot of like role playing where one of us would pretend to be an investigator, someone interested in the church, and we'd practice teaching the missionary lessons to them. Um, and then from basically from 10 to you were supposed to be doing missionary work, which literally just for the most part meant going out and trying to talk to people, knocking on doors, um, all the classic stuff. Um, That sounds like the worst. Yeah, You get an an hour for lunch in the middle of the day, an hour for dinner at five, and then from six to nine, same thing. You're supposed to be out. If you don't have any appointments with people, same thing, just trying to contact constantly. And then you're supposed to be at home by 9.30 and then in bed by 10.30. And they're paying and you, you in a way? Or is, are they yeah, paying so they, you? What the church does is they, it's a, it used to be you paid for the whole thing no matter where you went, but they standardized everything like what a while ago where no matter where you get sent, you pay $10,000 for the two years over the two years that's uh, <laughs> not very so, much money you know <laughs> 10 uh, grand for two years so of we work lived in, we lived in apartments um there's a there's a there's a senior couple so like what you'll do in mormonism is when you get old and you're retired you and your wife will or you know you'll go out on a senior mission and they do a lot of like the administrators and like clerical stuff so there was a guy who who his job was housing so he would just rent apartments all throughout Northern Virginia, and we just lived in apartment complexes. So you're just, um, the accommodations were, were decent in the you're just, where, I, you're where just I was. Spending all your time being Mormon when you're Mormon, like mm-hmm. all of like yeah. Christian Christian people, like they fucking have br- beers on Saturday and like play cornhole and and like have fun and stuff like that when you're mormon you're you're fucking just spending all your time doing mormon stuff it's all day and all night it sounds that's different between cult and organized religion what difference between cult and organized religion yeah yeah well and and like it doesn't seem to me like there are moderate mormons at all like it seems like if you're Um, you're, if you're if you're a moderate if you're a moderate mormon they call you a jack mormon a jack mormon we call yeah. people hill jacks too that are like they're the hillbillies cousins 
My yeah. mom used to call people hill jacks. I'm like, why do you call them then? Because they're like a hillbilly's cousin. Yeah, they're they live in the city, people. but like they come from hill <laughs> hill people. I've always felt like like city hillbillies are. That's what red rednecks are, are yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I've always. But thought. then there's also people that retain their country ways, and that's a hill jack. Yeah, country people stuck in the city. That's a hill jack. So let me ask you this: What made you leave? Like, what was the uh, uh, what was the thing that was like? I don't want to do yeah. this no more. I got back from my mission in 2015, right as the election was ramping up. The primary, the primaries for the 2016 election were ramping up, and uh, the one thing that the mission did for me while I was fully believing is it it pretty quickly when you're out trying to proselyte people, you know, we'd be in these like nice Northern Virginia suburbs and you, you just get shit on all day. So you start going to um, these apartment complexes and, and places where poor people live basically, because they're much nicer and they'll let you in. And it's, it's really um, shitty because, you know, you get people who are at their lowest points and they're more willing to listen to the shit because, you know, any number of reasons. Community. Anyway, it sort of exposed me to like a lot of like the world that I had I had just had never had exposure to. So coming back and like, you know, looking at you know, because I I grew up in a Republican home, obviously, um, and I was looking at all the candidates for the Republican primary, and I was like, all of these, all these people are like evil, you know, like they're not like honest people, and they don't give a shit. Like I don't want to vote for any of these people. And then I was like, you know, there's nothing that says I can't vote for Hillary Clinton. And then like after about half a day, I was like, oh, she's evil too. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to vote for her. Um, and so it sounds so dumb, but like just uh, hearing Bernie Sanders for the first time, like hearing him give a speech, like at a rally or whatever, I was like, oh, this is like a guy who like believes in what he's saying, like mm-hmm. in a way that I'd never like experience from a politician before right like he he actually like believes the shit that he um is preaching for lack of a, a better word yeah and i've, so I've, I've there, always i've always said when it that. comes to, i've always said when it comes to politicians is that regular folks are honorable and you can't take them by their word and they mistakenly place a lot of their own like honor and reliability into the people in charge because they think people in charge should be even better than them but they're wrong but yeah. you know yeah so long story short it was it, it was the jump from there from from being like oh yeah like conservatism is is a bunch of bullshit um the jump from there to like questioning everything else that i believed and and felt and just it let it it let itself in basically and i I allowed myself to consider and and, you know kind of realize everything that um that nothing that i believed was was a given it's so refreshing too Um, it has to be more fun too just everything is all the you can just (laughs) let all the guilt wash away you don't have to think about shit about shit anymore you know and you're allowed to have fun you're I mean, to do shit. I came from crazy. I mean, I came from crazy upbringings, but I still had a moment in my life where I was like, I don't have to be angry about everybody. My parents were super conservative. It was like, I don't have to be mad about other people living their lives anymore. And it was like, it just felt like a million pounds was taken off my fucking shoulders to not have to be mad all the That's time exactly at people it. for how they were fucking for how they wanted to live their life, which is where conservative bogs exactly themselves down. Feeling. 
Yeah. Did you have like, well, yeah. I mean, I've said this before, but like literally, I think the thing that made me not conservative anymore after like literally the shortest run of conservatism, I think it was like six to eight months or something like that. But the, the thing that made me not conservative was that like, I could not get down with like the racism or the homophobia. And, and I'm not even saying at the time I wasn't homophobic. I just couldn't be a guy that cared how other people yeah wanted to have sex or live to the point life. of making a law about it yes that was that's really what got me it was just like these people are fucking who cares yes yeah. yeah yeah doesn't yeah. matter yeah like it, it just got me thinking like republicans are fucking nasty they're like nasty mean people they're angry all the time they're triggered by everybody else like it's not a lifestyle that's appealing to me at all like that's i literally said that to my parents and they 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 gave me like nothing in response, but it was like you fuckers seem miserable all the time. I don't want to do that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So how did you like? Did you go a little nuts? You know when when you decided you weren't going to go to hell for it. Like, did you get a little wild? Maybe get some um, drinks in you. Some, it was some it was weed. it was honestly a it was like a kind of a slow process because um, I was still you hold you know you hold on for as long as you can. You know, mm -hmm. you try to like Jimmy rig kind of a, a belief system that can like maybe fit in with what you want to believe in, but it just, it, it breaks you down over time. Cause the thing is going to the moderate Mormon thing is when you get into the doctrine of Mormonism, if you believe in it, you have to, you have to be all in on it because it, mm -hmm. it's the answer to everything, right? You can't like, if you try to like make your own version and like live it, you'll get forced out eventually, yeah. right? There's just no room. So what finally like broke my shelf um, completely and made me be like, oh yeah, the institution is, itself is like, is not good. Is um, a story came out where this, this woman was so brave. This, uh, this refers to um, sexual assault for anyone listening. Um, it, this woman had been a, a missionary in the 80s and she had been sexually assaulted by one of the mission leaders. Um, mm. He um, had like singled her out, classic. You know, she came from a, um, like an unstable home. You know, he singled her out and, you know, uh, sexually assaulted her. And 40 years later, you know, in like 2018, she tracked him down. And she, under the guise of saying that she was going to interview him for a story for, you know, a, a magazine or something, she sat down to interview him and recorded him and then confronted him with, um, with this, uh, with this, what he had done to her and got him to admit on the tape, you know, that he had done this. Um, wow. and it was like, it was big news in, in Mormon circles to the point where the church had come out with an official statement and I was already like waffling, but what got me and was like, Oh, these people are not, these people are not on the side of like what they say they are was in the statement they had included a bit where um, they said uh, this woman um, uh, served a mission um, for a brief time in the 1980s. And it was that phrase for a brief time, because in Mormonism, there is such a stigma to missionaries who come home early, who don't do the full term of their missions, uh -huh. that it was just inserted in there as like, as just this like gentle, well, not so gentle, but barb at this idea that she is not to be trusted yeah, because she couldn't even like finish the mission. So reading that phrase was really the, the final moment, and I I got 
I got high that weekend for the first time. So I was like, this is, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm done. Fuck this shit, yeah. man. Now I'm getting high and jerking off. One pill makes <laughs> you taller and one pill makes you smaller. I was jerking off the whole time. I just felt really That's guilty true. for it. You feel yeah, bad about that. Yeah. Unless it hurts. When it fucking to. hurts, that's when you got to like feel bad. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Most Mormons are jerking. Even the most top level Mormons are jerking off. They just apologize for it. You think so? Oh, oh yeah. It, was, it, it was, it, my, my teenage years were just wrought with this feeling of like darkness. Cause I couldn't, Shame. I was like, I'm a, I'm a sick individual. Can't stop doing I it. It's so easy too. to do. I'm so bored. <laughs> this is so fucking fun and cool to do. Well, I'll say this. I felt that way too. And I was not at all religious period. I just yeah. felt that I, I just felt like it was the wrong thing. In the to middle be doing. of math class, you were just like, I'd rather be playing my balls right now. <laughs> I'd rather have my, all my underwear and pants off and spread Eagle. It feels like you're not like, it shouldn't be this easy to feel so good. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a cheat. Certainly it is. Fact. But I think, I think like the, the, the cool thing about like the Mormon converts that the people that are not Mormon anymore that we talk to is like, they get to do all the fun shit at an older age than yeah, we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just I mean, even yeah, opening yourself up to being able to get, have beer or smoke weed and just being like, I can just, I'm going to do that today. In their thirties. <laughs> yeah, getting amped about been, it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is so fun. I thought I a uh, PP man in a chat said I thought it was gonna break my penis or balls off or something. I actually thought I was gonna run out of cum and I wasn't gonna be able to do it when I was an adult. Like the good uh, you only had so much good feeling in there. Sure. Um so then like in order because like what I'll do a lot of times when I'm having a panic attack or anxiety is I'll then start to tell myself stuff tell myself that I'm telling myself good, like this isn't going to happen. And like, I I start to try to talk myself down. Okay. So I start to like, try to neutralize these bad feelings by saying like, well, that's like, so what I had to do was I had to just be like, your balls are like a factory for cum. So it's not even going to like be a big deal. If you want to have kids, your balls are always making cum. So like I was doing that. I didn't really believe it though. I really thought I wasn't going to get to cum. You thought it dried up? Yeah, I just so it was thought finite. You, I just yeah, because I just kind of thought that like there was only so many times. Because I remember one day this really vague fucking memory when I was young and just going like th- just this really vague memory of me saying like, okay, I'm gonna keep count. Once I've done it a hundred times, I'm gonna stop. Like that was the first. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna jerk off like a hundred times. Yeah, you were you were. I mean. Christianity got your ass. I know. I know. Just from sideline stuff. You felt like you were a sinner. Like, I'm a sinner. I'm the devil. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I feel bad for being the devil now that I'm like um, doing sadism all the time. You know what got me? You want to know what, re- what really made me that way was when I was in the sixth grade, there was this kid that I went to school with who was accused of jerking off in school and was just ruthlessly bullied and we're not talking about he didn't jerk off at school he's literally accused of jerking off like privately he's a guy that jerks off Uh instead of like a guy that doesn't jerk off like apparently like all of us were 
you know and uh yeah. i mean you lived under a terrible i did terrible terrible regime people hiding against just the <laughs> natural functions of their body yeah you it, look to uh, there's like whole other countries where they're like children's characters swing by their like really long penises like it's a monkey tail <laughs> yeah. and then you think about like groveport ohio where it's just like nobody jerks off yeah, no, you're we not procreate. supposed to. We're procreating. That's all we're doing. It wasn't just even, like God fucking intended, bro. It, it wasn't even like I didn't even. I, it. First of all, the first thing I I heard never felt was, bad. I was proud of it. It was also a good way to get a gag out of people. Well, I also. I had also been told that it was gay, and at that time in my life, oh my god, uh, I poor guy, I could grapple with those. The whole audience is going, oh, no, they're not. Yes, they're they like, are. What an we feel idiot. bad for you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. you bite into that because some of us, a lot of us, didn't. Yeah, well, no, I think a lot of people my age. Uh, Thank you, Hank Snowday. And the thing said, oof, man, we had a kid who got accused of jacking off in the seventh grade and he got picked on so much he had to transfer schools. We called this guy Homeboy Jack. And we'd be like sitting behind, I'd be sitting behind him in class and be like, Homeboy Jack, you gonna jerk off, man? You gonna jerk off, Homeboy Jack? And it was just like, he probably didn't even do it, man. You know? Uh -huh. It was just people said he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and that's I most of the things that reg like the way that you know the religious people say their religion kind of uh prevented them from doing stuff. Uh -huh. Like, my stuff was the religion of wanting to be cool and like popular and like, like, but just, why Jesus? Why Jesus shame? It wasn't, it, it wasn't that, it was like, this is what everyone. This is what anti-trad guilt. <laughs> like I was fucking on the undercover all the time. And it was like, I knew that was the cool thing to do. I knew it was very cool to be having sex when you're 14 years old. Well, that was cool though. Mm -hmm. You were allowed to do that. I, I've told you about I the jacked off too, though. It's no, like, I you... fucking, I fuck and I jack off. I'm a sexual motherfucker. It, Watch out for me. There was a, you know, there was the buddy of mine that, that got a beach in the sixth grade. And then the girl went around and told everybody he didn't have hair on his balls. So then everybody was making fun of this guy. Yeah. You can roll past that. And then I was like fucking nervous. So nervous about the fact that one, I wouldn't raise my hand at school if I was wearing short sleeves. Cause I didn't want people to see, I didn't have hair in my armpits. Sure. And then when me and my friends would be fucking hanging out, we would throw pubic hairs at each other. We would Fine. reach in our pants <laughs> and get like a pubic hair, and just toss it in the other guy's face and be like, check out all my pubic hairs. Okay. That's not fair. I have to say I have hairy privilege over you. I have, <laughs> um, yeah, I have some, uh, some Macedonian heritage in me that has a very robust hair coverage. I also carried very early on. Too. I had sideburns when I was in high school. See, I also carried a fucking, I didn't get hair in my pits till the eighth grade. And I was like fucking really worried about the hair in my pits. Yeah. Part of it. And I'm an oily people. And, and the other, the, the other like shitty thing that the other weird thing was like, I would carry deodorant with me to school in my coat pocket. And like when I'd be sit hanging out with my friends in a group, I would pull the like girls. If there were girls around, I'd pull the deodorant out and put them on, put it on in front that, of yeah. them. I remember that. So that like they would see me having puberty. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy had puberty. It's, All right. He's set. He's virile. Yeah. So he's a stallion. <laughs> yeah. It was a very weird 
situation and uh it it is it's bad what we do to kids i th- what people have done oh the whole kids. fucked up thing yeah kids relationship is so fucked up and we are I haven't even begun to chip away at it <laughs> my kid it's already too late for my child she's nine years old but uh yeah i mean maybe her kids will do better I mean, she's going to start doing what Gwen did, where it's like she seems like a whimsical person. And then all of a sudden, she'll only wear one kind of pants and one shirt. Yeah. It's so weird. I did read that James Conn. There was a James Conn quote that somebody shared, rest in peace, uh, where he said, like, I'm a con of a con and every con after me will be a little bit better. Like, I'm a little bit better Mm -hmm. than my dad and my kid is going to be a little bit better than me. And that's really... I had very high aspirations when I had a kid, but I can promise a little bit better than my dad. Exactly. Right? Yes. Like that's what I, that's what I'm doing. Yes. That's absolutely. all that's all we're going to do is come in a little bit better than our dads. Well, hey, thanks for calling in with the Mormon stuff. Anytime. Yeah. It was really good to yeah. hear from you. Thanks. Uh have a good night. I'm going to go You too. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sinners over here. The Scarab's Feast said Tanya got canceled for talking about stuff like this. That is exactly the kind of thing that fucks kids up. That is like, that's what fucked me up is that nobody was allowed to talk to me about it except for my parents who were fucking never going to talk. Yeah. Weren't comfortable. Yeah. They would have never done it. They fucking like found my porno. They found my porno in my bedroom. Penthouse letters, by the way, because I'm a sapiosexual. Like I can, uh-huh. I can get off on like reading mental the written stuff. Words. Just yeah, like, it's insane. I'm so just fucking, smart. People, yeah, I'm an intelligent. It was actually just one I stole from my friend who he stole it from his dad, and he had like three pornos. And then I uh, was staying a night at his house, and I woke up before him, and I just stole one of his pornos and took it home. Okay. <laughs> left early in the morning i was like oh i gotta leave early see you later buddy Um, i'm out of here yeah gotta scram (laughs) but uh they found it and they just threw it away and uh never even mentioned it to me they also found a victoria's secret catalog that i stole out of the mail and um they found it they never said shit they never said a fucking word about it to me and you know what the truth is i mean i tried to run a house like currently, I tried to run a house where you would be comfortable coming to me with anything. My daughter would be comfortable yeah. coming to me with anything. Right. But I honestly think I I failed that test too. Like it, personally. Like I, I just don't I don't I don't I didn't like talk to her about it or anything like that or or ha- I I didn't have like a conversation with my daughter about sex ever. I still haven't. Really? Yeah. No. Why not? I don't know, man. I just didn't, I, I, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know how to say it. I kind of just assumed my wife did it. Like, I'm just going okay, well, on. You, you do have a partner. Well, yeah. I'm just going on this thing where, like, maybe my wife talked to her about it. I don't fucking know, man. But, uh, yeah, I, was, I, I still haven't been able to. I talked to her about drugs. I talked to her about all kinds of stuff. And if she asked me about sex, I'd be willing to indulge that conversation. But uh, I did not force her to have a conversation about sex. And uh, I kind of regret that a little bit. I, w- I wish I would have done it. But I, no. I think in my mind, in my mind, it was these kids learn about sex so young with the internet. Like, yeah, whatever. Good answer. It's not. They shouldn't be learning there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, solidarity, solidarity with Tanya. I really want to get a posse together and run on Chris Rufo. I feel like somebody should just tune him up. 
for, for making all this hay. Um, but I'm with you as well. Like, I think that like, uh, at school they should teach people about putting stuff up their butt in a safe way. They should teach people about like, uh, how two girls have a good time. They should talk about like female orgasms and shit, you know? There should be a lot more education than uh, what we have to offer. It's like, it's too puritanical the way it is. Yeah. It's, but also the same thing is that like, we're stuck in this moral panic, but like, I know kids that their parents were like, you take a, the penis goes inside the vagina. It releases sperm. It makes a baby and they don't care. They're eight years old and they don't give a fuck because it's not relevant to their life. It's, it's not, not there. My, yeah. my daughter goes and watches people twerk. It's shaking your butt. It's inherently, it's shaking your butt to an eight year old, you know, yeah. it's not like inviting some sort of like, uh, like, uh, some sort of dance, some sort of like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's not saying, I mean, it's not inherently sexual to sure. them. Yeah. To the kid. Yeah. You're like putting your adult mind in a kid. Right. And like, uh, uh, and they shouldn't do that. It's not going to automatically turn them into sex maniacs. It's just not going to. You know what? Um, I was listening to a uh, low culture boil and uh, they did the Jerry Springer show. And one like really poignant thing that stuck with me was that they said that it was a place where you saw adults that like broke the rules. Mm -hmm. It was a place where like people didn't act like how you're supposed to act in most places, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. why I, I feel it's the same thing in, the, in that same regard where it's just like rule breakers, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I wish my parents would have said anything except... One thing that they said to me was wear a condom if you're going to have sex and then wear two. And they told me that when I was 19 yeah. after I'd already had plenty of sex. But yeah, but like, so I talked to my daughter and I'm like, you know, you know, sometimes people don't want to be the, the gender they're born with. Sometimes boys yeah. dress up like girls. Sometimes it goes both ways. And like, I don't, I'm not like a, I'm not a living example of that, but it's like, oh, here it is. Here is a dude that has like a whole female persona that is amazing. It, it's, you want to see this. This is a, an amazing performance. Nothing yeah. about drag is like sexual at all. No. It's like, it is so dorky. It's like theater. Dorks. It's theater kids. It's theater dorkiness. I know. And that's who the conservatives have decided they're going to pick on him. I know with. any sort of kids. arts or creativity or openness or like sensuality is like, they are going after that. They're winning. They are making a lot of headway. Like we have to get more militant, like as fast as possible. Yeah. All right. Next call. Them too. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Ryan Cincinnati. What's up, What's Ryan? Up? How's it doing? Uh, you know, uh, good show so far. I, uh, I haven't seen this much enthusiasm since they tried to indoctrinate me into the Chinese party and uh, Chinese Communist Party in Beijing in uh, 2008. So just wanted to say that. Nice. Okay. Nice. We're feeling enthusiastic. Did, you did that the, really happen? Did you, not, did you not get that reference? No. no that was a Dan Pena quote. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I didn't get. I can't believe you knew a Dan Pena quote. First of all, but I thought uh, you would pick that up for sure. <laughs> no, I haven't listened to any Dan Pena yesterday. It's almost October time, uh, so uh, that's what I'm. Ridiculous one I can come up with. So I'm man cowing currently. Uh, it's not time. I, uh, no, he's crazy. He's having a. Do you hell see his guidestone stuff? Not yet. No, what? He's been sharing stuff on Instagram about the Guidestones being satanic and everything. Oh, God. Can I tell you what he did? Uh, he, uh, uh, he, the shooting happened in his neighborhood. Uh, yes. Where he, he lives. And he pretended he filmed it. 
Yes. And he also said that the first thing he did was call Billy Corgan okay. to make sure he was okay. Cause he also lives in that neighborhood. Okay. He just wanted to say Billy. It's a good Corbin. reason. It's a good reason to rest to wake him up from his coffin. <laughs> it's a good He's reason asleep to sleep upside down in a coffin, and then they rustle him open. It's also like his familiar does. He loves saying how he knows Billy Corgan. Like, of course, yeah. I mean, you got to any excuse. And then he he said, you know, when I first saw it, I, I thought it had all the hallmarks of Antifa. Uh-huh. It was just like that's a, okay, whatever, dude. The hallmarks of Antifa. <laughs> yeah, same expert yeah, now. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm in man cow country currently. Um so what's going on tonight? So uh I always call and talk about something, but then I I listen to you know what you guys are uh bantering about and I I'd come up with about like six other things. Um first real quick, Brian, you should get a refund for your Airbnb. You should write about it. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say that. I can't yeah, do it. Please. It's mean guy Definitely stuff. It's worth fun. it. I lost it. I lost my meanness. I'm serious. Like I have been really mulling. You're a doormat, dude. I said I used. To, I did, and I used to be mean, dude. I used to be a mean son of a bitch. Yeah. And That's now not even mean. It. I mean it. To me, it feels like I'm being mean if I do it. Oh lordy, is what I'm saying. Mm. I used to be mean. Every time I'm not you mean no more. The experience. It sounds like awful. <sighs> sounds. Really yeah. Awful. It. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, so I guess quick one then I have you, I think, so I have not been searching Mormon content on YouTube or anything, but I think I'm getting secondhand content just to a <laughs> of course it happens. I don't know, but have you seen the video of the Mormon time capsule on top of the church in Salt Lake temple, whatever? No. Okay. I have not. A time capsule that was put inside this big granite ball that they put under this, the statue of the angel Moroni on top of the temple in Salt Lake in like 1892. I think it happened a couple of years ago, but they like, because they were doing repairs, they took it down and decided to open it. And I watched this little video on it. It was, it, I was, it was dying. It was the most anticlimactic thing in the world. I don't want to spoil it for you, but I, I can, if you want, but I recommend you look it up. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. Is it? I mean, it's, what is, you got to tell us, dude, we're on the fucking air right now. Time right, counts. I don't have time so, to Google. So they, so they, sorry. All right. So they, uh, they, uh, um, it's really heavy, obviously, right? It's really like sturdy. So they have to like carefully cut it with angle grinders and all this shit, not damage anything. They finally get it open and they pull out what look like a bunch of like books and there's a bunch of shit in there, but it's all just fucking ruined. And like the church leaders are there to watch it, but like everything is unreadable. They're like, oh, we think there's a couple of pictures of Joseph Smith in there, but they're completely destroyed. So we can't really <laughs> tell if it's him or not. Yeah. So they, the historians <laughs> like they, uh, fill, they filled it with like concrete and concrete sweats. So the books just soaked up all of the moisture over the past like 200 <laughs> years. Right? So nothing inside was identifiable or useful or anything at all. And it was like, what, <laughs> what did you even do this for? <laughs> they were very excited about the time capsule though. Like, has there ever time. been, well, yeah. Has there ever been a good time capsule? That's what I need to know. I feel like, like see the guidestone one. They dug up? Well, right. Uh-uh. No, okay. I don't think there's ever like, what do you, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. When you say this Mormon time capsule, right, has books in it, they probably put the fucking Book of Mormon in it, which is like, well, we yeah. already all have the Book of Mormon, okay? Right. right. Nobody's going like, to want that 200 what, years. 
What books? They put the books that all these people have on their bookshelf in a goddamn thing, and then they open it up, and they're like, oh, my God, look, they read the same books we read now. That's all that happens. I've never heard of somebody opening up a time capsule and being like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, oh, look, it's an ALF trading card. It's like never anything. (laughs) It's never going to be anything, dude. Right? Do you know, like, people think that they live in such important fucking times. And that the things that are popular in the time that they live, for example, Alf, when Alf was around, when Alf came out, you'd have thought we would never live in a world without Alf. Alf was going to be the world's hugest thing to ever happen, right? Yeah. It wasn't. But also Bart Simpson. It was like when Bart Simpson came out, it was like Bart Simpson's going to be around forever. And he actually is around. Worked out, yeah. You can never, but we don't know that. We don't know in the time. So the reason I think time capsules are silly is because we don't know. We don't even know what's pertinent now. Like we, I wouldn't. What would you put in a time capsule now? Like, like a fucking uh, DVD copy of Thor. Or like I put a Grandma Molly in there. <laughs> a Grandma Molly? Yeah, because it would it would stick around. What is or Grandma like a, Molly? A gram of Molly. Oh, a gram. Okay, okay. Or like Drugs. some shrooms yeah. or something. Yeah. What? Something for. I read something earlier today that they put quaaludes in the guidestones between that be, beneath that Georgia guidestones thing. Yeah. And I was like, I really wanted to think that they had got some new quaaludes because I yeah. want somebody to reverse engineer quaaludes. Yeah, I just want to know like. Okay, I'm going to ask both of you. So think of something in your head now. What pop culture thing would you put in a time capsule if we did one today for 50 years in the future to tell people what we were entertained by in 2022? Nothing. There's nothing. hard. Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. All, nothing is hard copy anymore anyway. So what would you even put in there? A lo- TikTok logo or like what? <laughs> See, so so the reported thing underneath the Georgia Guidestone is there was a Playboy from 1979 signed by Burt Reynolds. That's kind of sick, though. There I was would a like to have that. Peterbilt okay. truck. There was the rights to the song Saturday Night Fever. Okay. And there was like 1,500 hits of Quaalude. Okay. Those are pretty good things. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll seems to be the theme, I think. Yeah, and I Although really, Saturday Night Fever doesn't count yeah. as rock and roll. But it's cool, though. The music's yeah, good hip, yeah. in Saturday Night Fever. At the time. Okay. So, so it goes. I mean, if you're in the middle of space and you heard Saturday Night Fever, I think you would start dancing on the ceiling. Okay, so they did do a good job. Okay. I just never felt like time capsules worked. I, I feel like in 50 years... You should do something funny. Yeah. Uh, when I when I was in like school, uh, we did a time capsule capsule for ourselves. Where in ninth grade, we got to put something in an envelope that our teacher would give us when we graduated. And I saved this picture of this like Greco Roman statue of two dudes like <laughs> jacking each other off. <laughs> like they were in like a sixty nine position, like upside down doing wrestling, but also like jerking each other yeah. off. <laughs> and that's all I got when I graduated. She handed me an envelope, and it was just a picture of this. <laughs> two guys <laughs> jacking each other well, off. that's good, though. You were happy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I've been waiting to see yeah, this. That's, that's good. I knew this was coming. I think I, I think the move is, is to not... If you're in a religion, you, you're probably hoping that religion's going to be around in 150 years, so why would you put the stuff, the main stuff from your religion? Good point. There? That's exactly but, it. 
Like, uh, listen to this one. Listen to this one. Hank Snowday said, "Airplane bottle of Fireball." I think you hit it. I mean, that's what, what people are up to. <laughs> In 2022, people are up to Fireball. Airplane fireball, bottles of Fireball. Just a little Fireball. Yeah. yeah. Those plastic airplane bottles of Fireball are, you see them all over the street, yeah. everywhere you go. Fireball. I mean, Fireball really <laughs> took the over game. the world. It Changed took over the, the world. Like, we've never, people would make fun of that shit. <laughs> like, Alcohol, 10 alcoholism years ago. is different now. Yeah. Because well, of Fireball. I didn't Ten, know it was bad. Oh god! Oh, it rocks. It never man. goes yeah, away. Everybody. The bar, drinking. my regular bar, I go to. They rock with it. Yeah, everybody does. It's They've crazy. got advertisements on the outside at Eldo's. It's funny because you gotta feel bad. Yeah. You really gotta kind of feel bad for the aftershock company and the uh, Goldschlager company. I know they had a good run, but it's crazy that Fireball took their spot because if you're looking at like. Old people drink it too, man. Those I know. are hard to convince. I know. They they ain't changing. My father in law drinks their ways. Loves it. He nips off a bottle all day. Yeah. A fireball. It's fun. It's like candy. It's like them red hots, man. Yeah. It's like Goldschlager, which I would buy because it had gold in it. We used to think you hot could tamales, bro. Give me hot tamales. Well, True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I uh I, fireball is a good point. I think fireball is the most popular culinary situation in 2022. Like of all the foods and drinks, mm -hmm. it just feels like fireball is is huge, huge. I agree. Canadian mist whiskey. Why did our parents have the worst booze? Seven and seven. I was in Alpena. Okay, I get there. I stop at a a, a liquor store, uh -huh. uh, gas station, and I see a guy buy a fucking fifth of whiskey that I have never heard of in my life off the literal bottom shelf. Like wow. said, it's down there. Yeah, can I get some lower? It's in the <laughs> might be in the basement. <laughs> You might have to get a ladder to get it down there. Um, it was like called like Canadian House or something like oh, that. No. It was just something that was yeah. like, and he got a bottle of that, and 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 then like a bottle of something else, some vodka I never heard of before yeah. from the bottom shelf, and then two twelve packs of fucking Bush. And was just like him and his Whoa. buddy, man. They were just like, let's go rocking and rolling. Yeah, Bobberan right now. And you know what? To, to tell the truth about these guys, they probably didn't barf or even have a hangover. Yeah, you were jealous. Stuff. Yeah, they probably were like, because my wife night. was always like, you don't want to buy the bottom shelf stuff because it messes your head. I up. did it yesterday, yeah. Oh, no. What'd you drink? I had some it, well whiskey. Some season, seasoned vets, I think, yeah. <laughs> or, so I yesterday, earlier in the day, I went and had lunch, and I had some Weller, which is the like best... It's the poor man's Pappy Van Winkle. Tom told yeah, me that. Weller's okay. I will say. Weller is so good. Yeah. I had Weller foolproof yesterday and during the day at my lunch. And then I went to the goth night and I said, well, whiskey. And I took a shot of it and I had to like sit down and like do breathing exercises <laughs> to not fucking throw up. But I used to drain like old crow and granddad on the, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But no more. Mm -hmm. I'm too. Yeah, yeah. I have too much of a refined taste for that well shit. Maybe it was called Maybe it was called Canadian Crow or something like that. It was just a fucking odd name. It wasn't, it was, was it like a knockoff Canadian Club then? Is that what they were yeah. trying to do? Yeah, I it was Canadian were, Club. Yeah. It's like there's uh, there's like Evan Williams, which is like the the jump off the grocery store jump off from like uh 
the rest of like you know uh, Jack Daniels and all that shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It looks black similar, velvet. Yeah, the label. Get a bad black velvet. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's one that my friend's mom used to drink, and also the uh, 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 tequila rose stuff. Oh the, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my Oof. my friend's mom loved that shit. Oh my god! I one time pre-gamed a Halloween with some tequila rose with the uh, fucking <laughs> strawberry milk in it. Ew. It was tequila sunrise. Ooh. It was a bottle of tequila sunrise, and I fucking gulped it down and just. By the end of the night, I ended, I ended up spraying. Yeah, it was hot, pretty bad. Hot local oh, outside bad. early times. Right one of my dreams was if I could get one endorsement deal, it would be me and Brett as uh, cutouts for early times whiskey yeah, in a sure. uh, Easy uh, liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that people would see it, like that you'd walk into a liquor store and be two guys like going like this early times, yeah. you know? Three thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I don't, and I would tell people I I drink. Yeah, I would see that. Yeah, that would be sick. That's because you can't advertise cigarettes anymore. So you can't advertise cigarettes. I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with early time. Fast break was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Just black and mild. Um, Okay, so we we cut you off 40 times. Uh, uh, What else did you have? No, I mean, it it was, it was really just kind of that. I I was going to mention, I heard you guys talking pre show about uh, uh, Lucha. Uh, yeah, yeah, El Nazi, El Nazi, <laughs> old yeah. El Nazi, Los Ku so, Klux Klan. I, yeah, I, yeah. so I was just, uh, I was just in Guadalajara last weekend. Really? I just missed the uh, Lucha Libre? Yeah, but they do it on Sundays and Tuesdays there. Yeah, CMLL. City, I'd recommend if you're going to Mexico, that's a good spot. Uh, yeah, I want to go there. Let's go as well. So. Our buddy Dan's there too. I want to go down. I want to go see a CMLL show really bad down there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I wanted to, but we were, we were busy that Sunday, unfortunately. All the wrestling yeah. fans are mad at CMLL right now, but not me. I still think they kick ass. But they don't have Policeman I'm not up on, on it anymore. They used to have a guy named Policeman that was an actual policeman, mm-hmm. but he was like older and he would come out and he didn't even like really wrestle. He would just come out and like kind of be like, oh, I'm the policeman. Yeah, swing a billy club. Beat him up. Not even swing a billy club. He would really? maybe do like, he knew two moves. It was okay. just go in there. Policeman shows up. He does two moves. He gets out. I mean, he gets booed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes I think he's a baby face though. Really? Was. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bullshit. I mean, that's a different culture down there. They sure. had El Nazi and La Nazi down there. You know, and and I, I was telling Brett before the show, <laughs> I found out there was a trios team called El Ku Klux Klan mm-hmm. <laughs> or Los Ku Klux Klan, and I was just like, man, they just. I mean, things are different down there. Things are fucking different down there. That's what it is. El Nazi (laughs) makes, they have a different relationship to World War II than we do. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how Mm -hmm. to make sense of it. I mean, people come at me, but yeah, I mean, people fucked around with that in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Some other people did. Well, hey, thanks for calling. Next time you're down there, try to get yourself in there. You'd love it. CMLL is very fun. For sure. Next trip, I'll definitely try. Yeah. All right, you have a good night. You too. Peace. Peace. All right, last call. LC. This morning I took the call, the one that ends it out. Thanks for calling Street Fight. What's What's up, up, guys? It's Bear. How do you do? Bear. I got to ask Brett something real quick before we get to you, Bear. I needed to see if you were somebody that understands how things work or what. What, Did you see this, this whole like... 
they played Master of Puppets on uh, Stranger Things, and yeah. people are losing their shit about I it. Love like, it. Yeah, I can't believe they played Master of Puppets on that show. And then some people were arguing, like, you know, that he wouldn't have been listening to Master of Puppets. He's not the kind of guy that would be into Master of Puppets because it came out nine. Ma- it was the the show chronologically took place nine months after they set the Bay Bay Area on fire, yeah. and they were not like a cultural phenomenon at that point in the show. And let me explain something to you about that is exactly how fun heavy metal fans are. That is, a, <laughs> <laughs> they are exactly that much fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to be an ambassador. I thought it was cool as hell. I liked everybody that wanted to like, yeah, like there hasn't been good music made since Metallica did it. Sorry, but there's no <laughs> been better rock and roll than like ride the lightning. <laughs> Creeping death is the best you're going to ever get. <laughs> Just they heard the song they like in the in the fucking show. They're yeah. they're watching the show. The fucking favorite band in the world shows yeah. up on the show. They can't fucking enjoy it at all. They're not because people aren't doing it right. Yeah, because they're not doing heavy metal right. So I was at the pool today actually, and I overheard people talking about like they're like you know it's like people getting Nirvana shirts from Target and this or that, and it's like. You like the most boring bands in the world. Yeah. You like Foo Fighters. You like Nirvana. That's not very impressive. It's nothing about liking anything on the radio is that fucking impressive, actually. Yeah, so it should be Walmart shirts for ACDC and for everything else. And for for the rest of it, too, My Chemical Romance and, and, and all of it. Whoa. Like I, I didn't it's say It's all so hot topic-y at this point in commercial. Yeah. I mean, classic rock is classic. It's all classic rock. And our classic, you don't want our it to stuff, be classic rock. Corn is classic rock. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and so with all that new metal stuff. Yeah, it's all classic rock. Kind Which is of. fine. I mean, it, but it's, it's not hard. It's not hard to like because it's made. It's like so many people liked it, and it was very likable at the time, and it's still infinitely good music. Yeah, I don't like Nirvana though, Hank Snow Day, but I think it's cool that you all like them. Uh, there are some songs I like. Aneurysm a lot by Nirvana. Uh, I actually like. Uh, when Beavis and Butthead said Nirvana rules, and it's always now every time I hear Nirvana, I have to say Nirvana. Yeah, fuck. I, I just think it, I think it's Butthead either. I don't know. I just think it's weird to have that inclination where you're like 45 years old and some 15 year old says like uh, Bleach is really good to me, and you're like, Mad. You, you didn't do it right. You don't take that as an opportunity to be like, oh fucking, what do you like? Like, yeah, let's get down. Like, let's mm-hmm. really chop it up about this thing. You take it as some sort of like you didn't do it the right way though. Yeah, that's how I am with my daughter. Is like when she was getting into stuff, all I did was say like. Oh, you should. You might like this because people who like that like I know like, like this. I know I'm fucked up now because I'm too invested. I like whenever I make music recommendations. I mentioned country a few weeks ago, and people sent me recommendations. And uh, man, folks, you got to do recommendations for the person, not for yourself. Yes, you can't say I know about the coolest artist that there is. When someone says they like Rascal Flats, you need to send them some sort of like George Strait song. The hip Rascal Flats. Yeah, yeah. You need to do it. This uh, Florida Georgia Line song is really fucking good. It's called Cruise. Okay. All right. Like, yeah, that's that's the thing. Instead of being like, there's something infinitely cooler. Yeah. Don't do that. Because I only like uncool stuff. All right, Bear. What's going on this week? Oh, man. Nothing... Not a whole lot's actually going on this week. Um, I was going to just complain about some more Chili stuff. Oh, how is Chili's doing? How's Chili's doing? It's been a while. Well, you know, 
Chili's is going as Chili's goes. We got rid of a whole bunch of our like combo deal things and oh, it's no. pissing off the customer. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah I mean, I'm hard, hot about that. It's hard stuff. to deliver on that type of promise. It's just one of those things where, it's, like, man, people that eat at Chili's, like, I'm, and I'm not trying to be a fucking prick about this stuff. Okay, I'm not philosophically against eating at Chili's at all. You're not being classist. You're not. Um, being, I'm not. I'm not judging I, anybody. I My aunt. I do. Her I favorite do have a rest- philosophical counter is to eating at Chili's. <laughs> okay. One of my aunts loves Chili's and gets the same thing every single time she goes. And she goes, uh, I think, at least once a week. And it's like, it's not even like special anymore. It, it is just like we, it's Chili's tradition. Night. Yeah, it's just Chili's night. It's not even like if something good happened in my life, even though if something I, good happens in your life, they still go to Chili's. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no, I have a regular <laughs> bar now though. And it's like, I love having a regular bar now more than anything. Like they're <laughs> excited to see me when I show up and I know their names and everything. And it feels like a big win for me. Yeah. Because otherwise what else is there? Like chasing new experiences all the time. Isn't the best, but if you can rely on your uh, local Chili's, yeah, and you just, I think when you, they should, I'm going to tell you this, Bear, and I know you're probably going to actually agree with this, maybe, too, okay? Uh, but Chili should have to have basically the same menu. All, like, the menu should be roughly yes. the same all the time. They should not yes. be changing. They shouldn't be changing it. They just shouldn't be fucking changing no. it. The, th- the thing is, right, like, there's two types of restaurants. There's restaurants for people who like food and want to go try new food. Like, like the Marietta Diner is, like, the one that people talk about around here, or, like, the Appalachian Grill. And then there's restaurants for, for people who just want to get out of their house for, like, 20 minutes. And that's silly. To make and a turn. Right. Case, you're not... Yeah, you're not giving them anything new. People aren't coming to Chili's like, oh, what, what's the... Uh, I don't know. We we had into some new like steak thing, I forget what it's called. But like you know, no one's coming in wondering like what's a with like carne asada. Like that's not happening. Yes, we're going into Chili's and ordering the same burger they've been ordering for twenty years. Yeah, Yeah. Chili's is. It's so weird that these companies like really do sort of feel like they they feel like they have to compete with better restaurants like local restaurants but they don't i mean why what's the point you know you should do what chili's does chili's is fucking there's chili's. lots of people who are proud to be there yeah you should get baby back you ribs. just go with your base yeah yeah serve them oh my god yeah i don't there's there's a there's a thing that i've been saying for years which is that if a company would come like a really big company would just use the tagline like, like if McDonald's would just run an ad campaign that just said it's fucking McDonald's and that's it. Like that'd yeah. be perfect because people know what to expect. Yeah. Like they have like it's Chili's and that's the whole ad. It's a five second ad that you can't skip on YouTube and it just says it's Chili's and it shows the logo and it's done. That's it. No, like you yeah, know it's, what you're buying already. It says like real quick, it just comes in and it says like, it's sour cream, it's jalapenos, it's pico, it's beans, it's cheese, it's nachos, it's chilies. Yeah, it's baby back ribs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's slow cooked, it's basted, it's roasted, it's chilies. Yep. It's just fucking chilies, dude. It, McDonald's is just That's- fucking McDonald's. 
I, I really are. We have this thing too, where we don't call our customers customers. We call them guests. I hate and I'm that. like, people aren't a guest at Chili's. They're not being invited into like a friend's <laughs> house. They're coming in to spend $12 on a soup and a, and a burger and to go home and like yell at their wife. Like that's, are, that's all they're here for. They're the cheapest customer around. I think they're, they're bottom of the barrel oh, shoppers, yeah. really. Like it's the worst of the worst because they do not, they do not have, they do not want to spend the money to have a good night out and make sure that everyone that provides it like is rewarded. But they still want to be waited on. Oh yeah, they still want to go out. But yeah. Let me let me tell you guys all a little secret about Shelly's, okay? If you want a terrible fucking job, work as a server or a cook at Shelly's. If you want an actually pretty okay job, you should all fucking go work to go, okay? The only place where you're making money is to go, because DoorDash has to pay like a minimal tip to to go workers. So you'll end up making like twenty, twenty-two dollars an hour, coming in high off your ass, barely doing shit, because DoorDash has to pay you. Because like those customers aren't tipping you. You're yeah. not making money off the family of five that's walking in the door. You're making money off other people high off their ass that don't want to leave the house either. Like yeah, you're you're the high person that came in, so you get money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely fucking that's, true. That's all to go with the chili. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a. I mean, if, I just. If you guys ever want some easy money? <laughs> I don't even think like the way I think about that kind of stuff is like I I would eat at Chili's the same way I ate at Arby's last week. It was like I got to this town. There was no other food except for chains, and I said, "What's going to do the least damage on the tum?" And yeah. I decided Arby's because a roast beef sandwich. I don't know. I always thought of that as kind of healthier than a burger for some it's reason. Sliced. It's not smashed up into a patty. Thank right? you. And it's not greased up. You sure. know what I'm saying? It's not on a greasy grill. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. But JB in the chat said racks. Brother, I loved racks. And there is still one racks in Ohio. On the east side where you grew up, right? No. Where's the racks at? It's in Lancaster. Really? And it's the only racks what left in it? the country. Racks. It's called racks. It used to be like an Arby's like competitor. Yeah. I don't know how many places it was, but uh, yeah, I'd rather racks, wouldn't you? The I, hardest I've ever laughed in my fucking life. I was, I was doing LSD. It was like one of the first few times I did LSD. We we're in a car with my friends and uh, I decided I was hungry. I wasn't even really hungry. I ended up not eating any food, but I was just, I wouldn't stop talking about eating. And uh, so I was like, fucking dude, just take me to fucking Arby's and I will get food and it'll be fine. And my friend in the front seat turned around and looked at me and said, I'd rather racks, wouldn't you? And I laughed for like literally, at, we laughed. I'm on LSD right now. It's funny as fuck. We laughed. I don't, I couldn't tell you how long we laughed. It's so good. It's perfect execution. It was. It was. I, <laughs> Right there. Just got to the tension, like, stop fucking be. Who cares? It's, it's fucking racks. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be so fucking serious. It was great. It was great. It was really fun. I, I always come, whenever I do, um, 
Whenever I did acid, I always decided I was hungry at some point. Yeah, I guess and then you. I, like I remember one time I was at this guy's house, this friend of mine, and his parents were there, so we were having to try to be cool, but we were all on acid in the basement. And he was like, "You just, just be," and I was like, "Dude, I need you to order me." pizza hut right now and i'll pay for it and <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you the truth i'll pay for all the pizza for your whole family wow uh, just get me a large pepperoni pizza uh-huh and a ton of breadsticks is what i kept telling him and he didn't end up doing it which thankfully so then i ended up going to the pool hall we hung out at and eating six reese's cups to like satiate that hungry thing i i'm so dumb when it comes to acid because i always get hungry every time and you're not supposed to do that you know, um, racks, racks, racks. Well, bear, it's good to hear from you. And, uh, always. we're out of here, but, but it's good to hear from you bear and hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. I'm sure you will. All right. Peace out. Cub scout, uh, Cub scout you know, girl scout, whatever the scout stuff mm -hmm. is. Some scouts. Yeah. All right. We fucking did it. Great show. That's the call-in show. It was a good fun time. We did I'll tell it. you that. Fantastic show. There are five racks left in Thanks. the country. Okay. So we hang on hope. Let's fucking get some racks. Let's I'm getting some it. racks. I'm, I'm getting racks for I dinner I want to see double the racks by the end of this week. <laughs> but, but I don't know. How do you think they get the racks food? Like, is there like yeah, a what, racks? There's like, some sort of food distributor that yeah. every day they are like, okay, on Mondays we have to make the racks roast beef. It takes like four hours because it's only for five stores. Five stores. How does that even happen? I don't get it. I don't Just understand like the how easy it money. But there's also there's a there's a what's that steakhouse on the west side? Ryan's. No, 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 no. York. York. Yes. Where we have a we have a chain. There's only like less than four of them in the country. But York Steakhouse on the West Side has like kept rolling and rolling because they just buy it for cheap and resell it and it works. Yeah. There's on the one place that it fucking works. There's a Ponderosa too in town really uh let's see how many pond uh, before we go i want to see how many ponderosas there are uh i know the people are really amped to hear this if the doughboys ever came to town and and we're like hey guys uh what should we review i would say ponderosa how many how many ponderosas are like oh dip there's 75 including 19 in puerto rico and a handful scattered in egypt gutter taiwan and the united arab emirates well you know what i did <laughs> After Gothnut, I went and got fucking hookah, dude. I felt like I was 25 years old again. It's gross. It's so delicious, dude. Oh. It's like it's it's like vape juice. It's like when you have those steampunk vape juices, but it's like actually real cool burning tobacco, like fucking yourself up like and cool, not in like a like a computer way. It's also there. I was always picking up really cool people from those hookah lounges. Dude, the one time. I went to, there was a lot. I used to go to so much any like slummy ones. But this one had like amazing ornate furniture and like blankets and tapestries and shit. They were open till four. I got Karkada, which is like this hibiscus tea that they make. Fucking like bloody red tea out of like hibiscus. It was so fucking There's good. There's no booze there though? No booze. Cause it's open. Cause we were stuck because we like started rolling at like midnight. So we had to find something to do afterwards. So we Flea hung market. out at like the Shisha for three to four. Man, when we used to trip. Uh, we all worked at a, at a golf course and we didn't get out of work till like 11. We'd get home. We'd drop acid then. 
and then we would go to the South High Drive-In. Yeah. Flea market, right? Be the first people yeah, there yeah, when it opens. Yeah, crack it on. And just be tripping our fucking nuts off. Like Smart. buying, not even really, I mean, not even really buying anything, just kind of walking around and being like, how much is that? And yeah. then my buddy grew up in flea markets. Like, sure. And uh, he would try to talk him down no matter what the price was and then just give up and yeah. end up walking away. But yeah, I remember they had these uh, buttons, these pins that said official flea market nut on them. Uh-huh. And uh, my buddy was like, uh, hey, how much for these pins? And the guy was like 50 cents. And he was like, I'll give you a quarter. And it just made me laugh harder <laughs> than anything in the world because I just couldn't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, haggling on 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. And also the other weird thing is the kids I knew that grew up there, they, they love, they had like a tradition when they went there that they would eat an egg sandwich because they sell egg sandwiches yeah. there. I like the concessions there. <laughs> I ate one at the West side. I couldn't believe they had all that egg sandwiches. Yes. It's such a great, they had a breakfast sandwich, fried egg sandwich. It was like on a flat top, Yeah, but it was like two fucking dollars too. It was yeah, like, was it was thing. like so straightforward. Yeah. It's like, no, it's literally just like white bread and egg, but it's two bucks. Yeah. Cause when we got there, they really wanted a hot dog, but all they, they had, they found out they had egg sandwiches yeah. cause they used to sing when we would do acid and go to the fucking place. My buddy would just like, when it got to be about three 30 in the morning, which is an hour and a half till the flea market open, my friend would just start singing flea market, hot dog. flea market, <laughs> And then we would just fucking get be ready to move. Just, yeah. yeah. Everybody's cheering. It's laser like, focused on it. That's <laughs> all we talk about for the rest of the fucking night. <laughs> flea market hot dog hey man those guys had such a profound influence on me uh because my parents were like snobs uh-huh. but their dad i mean he's the guy that taught me everything i know about lonnie's even uh-huh. though his name was harry and he was greek <laughs> sure but he taught me so much oh my god he collected birds like i don't even know where he got them but he had a whole shed real birds yeah like real actual birds different varieties like species oh god yeah pigeons he had he he owned pigeons dude the guy fucking owned pigeons and he fed them baby food what i swear to you it was the weirdest dude in the world but he also owned a fucking shitload of porno <laughs> yeah it makes sense and he kept it outside in a shed not a good and idea. his backyard was so crazy the elements will tear that porno up right but his his backyard was like full of stuff like uh-huh. you could hide in there like nobody's okay. fucking business we would go back there and get high and like also smoke cigarettes and uh look at porno um <laughs> just sit back there looking at all of his porno leave it through it leave just it through thumb it. And through it and then fucking being like i gotta go home and go to the bathroom and then yeah taking memories with you i gotta go home and take a shit i remember i said i gotta go home and take a shit and i'm all my friends start making fun of me saying i was going to jerk off so i just didn't go yeah, you couldn't be caught jerking off. I mean, that was, it meant you were a fucked up individual. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Do not get caught jerking. Don't. Remember, Street Fighters, young folks, do not get caught jerking. If you learn anything from Street Fight. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday night uh, in the studio. So twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. I'll probably be tripping again. So if you want to come hang out, we'll be here. Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. Uh, if you want to get some extra bonus content, you like the show, you like what you hear, 
what we do uh, Sunday and Wednesday nights. And there's some more that goes on once a week. We got the Patreon bonus show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash Radio. You get access to all of our bonus material. And like, I mean, even if, if you're broke as fuck, you can sign up and listen to all the stuff and then like deactivate your subscription at like on the 29th. There's so much just for putting your email address on the line and putting your credit card on the line for street fight radio, because a lot of people are falling out. You know, it's tough times. We're going into civil war in a couple of years. So, uh, you know, not folks have a lot of money and, uh, we've seen a decline in our subscriptions. So if you've been thinking about it, now's the time to step it up, step it out, share your abundance with street fight radio. We're going to keep spreading this mess across the U S all the dissent and all the disruption that we can do is uh, coming to you live uh, on video. So if you want more of that, head to patreon.com slash radio. If you want the shirts, head to store.streetfireradio.com. Get the Big Bill Haywood. Uh, I got the Mac Marks of Capital all over my body t-shirt. It's available right now. Collab with Zach Bath. Fundraiser for anarchists in Germany. Uh and that's all i got for you i'm brett he's brian we're street fight we'll see you wednesday peace <laughs>